Hey, Brett. Hey, DJ. Uh, no uh, obnoxious can opening this week because I was told that it was too loud. Oh, who told you that? Uh, I was told in an email that, our, that oh, my, oh, my oh, can oh. was too loud last week. Oh, so It probably was. probably was. But what happens when you crack it right I'll give you one of those. That's true. Uh, delicious Wegmans mango lime sparkling water. Wegmans, I'm still waiting for that check. Uh, what's going on, pal? How are you? How's you know things? They, you know what they say about, you know, what is nope. it? Wishing in one hand or something of that nature. Oh, wishing wish in one hand, shit in the other. See which there one you fills, go. See, that's, see that's, which one fills up faster. That's the old fogey talk. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Not wishing. I push the shit out of this fine Wegman sparkling drink. You just want to go to like the Wegman. Does Wegman stuff? I haven't been to Wegmans in a while. And since like, well, I went a little bit after COVID, but do they have the sit down cafe back? Is Mm-mm. that back? No, it's not back. I'm no. Saying, you want to go do a live podcast from? Oh, well, I guess it is like around the corner. Yeah, that's that's there. I guess. Like I don't know if you can use it. Yeah. yeah. They don't have the buffet back though. The like the Chinese food and the Yeah, I'm alright with that. Oh, the salads were good. The Chinese food was actually pretty that good. It was so overpriced. It was super overpriced. <laughs> like, You're right. Way overpriced. Uh, but the Chinese green beans were real good. Uh, I, which mean, is just regular green right, beans. I don't I don't know I don't know what this is a wrestling talk. Well, we're going to talk wrestling eventually. Welcome everybody. Um what makes a Chinese restaurant green bean so much better than a regular green bean? Um, is it I, just fat? Is it MSGs? I think it's probably that. It's Madison Square um, Gardens. I think they add like garlic. Okay, I, got, like, I got garlic. I put garlic in everything. Yeah, but most people don't do that. That's you what I add garlic to your green beans. When I make green beans, they're not as good as Chinese food green beans. Well, that's because Chinese food is great. It's probably lard. I'm sure there's a lot of fat. Probably. Yeah. Um, Man, Chinese food's cool. Yeah. Do you think General <laughs> Sao was pissed that he was known for chicken and not his battle prowess? Um, I think General Sao was long gone before that even became okay. a thing. I guess that's probably true. So um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say he doesn't give a fuck either yeah, way. That's true. I guess just glad people If I, I, I mean, if I had a legacy to leave, which I'm not going to, but if I had a legacy to leave on this planet, having a food named after me isn't a terrible one. Ah, the, the Rothenbecker roast beef. Yes, I don't like roast beef that much, but unless it's made by Arby's. Let's just buy Arby's and change it to my name. Rothenbecker's. Rothenbecker's. I'm cool with that. Rothen- yeah, let's do it. All right. And, I'll, and my first order of business, get rid of their crinkle cut fries. Get the fuck out of here with that. Like, what are we doing? What are you thinking? What are you? What are you doing? Like, why would you go to Arby's and be like, can I have the crinkle right. cut fries? Right. I yelled at a man I, through I, the drive-thru over did at, you? at the drive Remember we were, when we were oh, going yeah, to Mahoney? You totally the, did. The dude in front of us ordered crinkle cut fries into my windows, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And even the next person, like, yeah, when we ordered, they're like, oh, what kind of fries? are like, curly, the only kind you have. Right. That's nonsense. <laughs> like, oh, you want crinkle cut or curly fries? Like, that's not a <laughs> I question. I about that. Don't, ask, don't answer me that. Don't ask me that question. That's not a real question. That's bullshit. That's, that's bullshit. It's exactly <laughs> bullshit. So, first order of business at Rothenbecker's, no crinkle cut fries. Curly's only. You don't like seasoned curlies? Go somewhere else. Uh, hit the bricks, sweetheart. That's right. We only got seasoned curlies here and a three-pound gray roast beef sandwich with canned cheese on it. And if you have a problem, go to the Taco Bell next door. I, I might be at the Taco Bell next door. That's no, true. no offense. All right. Well, whatever. You don't like the roast beef with the cheese? What's your problem? Oh, but it's Taco Bell. Well, Taco Bell is very good. Taco yeah. Bell is Could superior. You op- All right. Let's do this. Yeah. Can we open up like a split Arby's Taco Bell, like the one on the way to Mahoning? L. Rothenbeckers. Well, well, no, you'll be Rothenbeckers, and I'll be. It'll be like Taco Brett's. Okay, yeah, Taco All Brett's. Right. I like it. Cool That'll work. I'm All right, so that's what we're doing. We're in our business this. together. Uh, this is our greatest combo idea since I came up with it. With uh, <laughs> what Taguchi are we doing? American why are we, Dragon. Why are we sitting here? I don't know. Why are we not working know, on that? I don't know why we're doing a wrestling podcast <laughs> when we can be out there trying to get the scratch together by both Arby's and Taco Hut, Taco <laughs> yeah, Bell. Yeah, yes, Taco Hut. <laughs> I'm just going to buy Taco Bell and turn it into a 
Pizza Hut. <laughs> you should. No, no, you should combine them and you just get Pizza Hut pizzas and Doug's roll them the into a taco form. shares my love for shit pizza yes. sometimes. If you watch, if you listen to, oh, well, wait, hold on. Was it this episode, this week's episode of Wings and Wings, know. or was it the ones I was editing? I don't remember. Listen uh, yeah. to Wings and Wings in a couple weeks, and you'll hear the complaints about Pizza Hut. Or, or the that underscore Wings on Wings. Admiration for Pizza Hut. Wings on Wings. Sometimes you need a shitty pizza to remind you of how good other pizzas are. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess so. Uh, like, if it's being delivered, I guess. Uh, you know, um, I live in the woods. I'm not going to go down to. Well, like, uh, you know, where pizza. I lived, it was there's the Pizza Hut That's right true. down the road. Listen, I, I'm a Domino's guy for shitty pizza, <sighs> but uh, arguably I haven't had Pizza Hut since I read a book and got a sticker for it. So, um, it was the best time of your life, though. It was pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I got fruit pizza for reading? Right. <laughs> okay. But a Domino's with uh, sausage and hot peppers, that's where I'm at. That's a wild combo. It is. Sausage and hot peppers is my favorite pizza topping. All time. I mean, I guess it's not far from sausage and peppers, right? Yeah, it's just hot peppers. Just, yeah. That's all. Okay. I just I, like some I, hot pepper on it. I Depends on the hot that. pepper. Place down the street, Casenza's, shout out to Pam, does, uh, puts cherry peppers on it for the hot peppers. A little too spicy. Goes a little too crazy. But hot, Okay. Hot peppers or sweet peppers? What do you prefer? On it, It's a case-by-case basis, okay. but, but I would prefer hot, but actually in my older age, I do tend to sometimes go sweet on my sausage and peppers because I can't handle the the blast the blast radius. Now, what if you had a hot sausage yeah. with sweet peppers? I do that all day. There you go. Yeah. See, I do that all There's day. There's a featured menu item at Rothenberg. There it is. But my favorite pizza place, Demiro's. What's up, Pizza Joe? Uh, all time, Pittston, Pennsylvania. Uh, a large round sausage and hot peppers. It's my favorite pizza of all time. I mean, I'm, I've listen, eaten a lot of pizza. I don't I've hate never, on people for their pizza preferences. I've never found a slice better than my Demiros. I, to I this just, day, I do not hate on people for pizza preferences. There's so many different pizzas where right. we live. Absolutely, you can get whatever the fuck you want. Absolutely, as long as it's not like now. Nah, there's no real pizza places I hate, except for that Old Forge. That shit's yeah, overrated. Old Forge. Get the fuck, so get the fuck out of here. Uh, Old Forge <laughs> is terrible. Uh, you tell Bobby Rinaldi I said that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, Brett Miles, did not say that. Um, allegedly. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't I don't like Old Forge. I mean, there's some bad pizza joints. Uh, trying to think there was one. Uh, there was like a local chain that wasn't great all those years ago, but I don't remember what one it was local now. Chain. Yeah. My brain wants to say Redonos, but it's not. Redonos ain't bad. I don't think I've ever had their pizza. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, welcome to We Need Wrestling, yeah. everyone. We need pizza. We apparently. need pizza and food. Now I'm hungry. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna go eat pizza. Uh, we're here to talk about the week in wrestling, what we watched, what happened, uh, and uh, what happened, who it happened to, right? Why it why happened? Why it happened? When it happened? How it happened? What it happened? Um, what had happened? <laughs> Uh, so let's get into it. Uh, after that, in really engaging pizza talk. Look forward to pizza. yeah. Look forward to uh both Rothenbeckers and Taco Bretts uh, coming to a town near you. Right in the next sixty years. I don't know how long we'll take <laughs> to save that up. Fucking way dead. Right, the Taco Bell will win the fast food wars long before we get the chance to purchase either one of those franchises. Mm, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um. If you got that reference, that's a point for you. No prize. Um, I don't. I apparently don't get that reference. Demolition Man. Oh. Where the Taco Bell's oh, the only place that, left. They, okay. won the, they won the fast food wars. I haven't seen Demolition Man all the oh, time. Oh, there you, sir. 
Simon Phoenix is I fucking awesome. I not watch Demolition Man all the time. Yes, we should go watch it right now. Do <laughs> live mean, commentary as right, if it were wrestling. Down. Uh, surprise, surprise Sylvester Stallone never got dipped his toes into wrestling anywhere. Has he ever shown up as a guest host or uh, versus Thunderlips? Well, yeah, uh, but I mean on wrestling television, not in the fictional world of Rocky movies. In the okay. very real world, first of, of all, professional that's wrestling. not fiction. Those are real time. I mean, he does have a, he does have a sir, statue. That's true, sir. Yeah, excuse yourself. I, of course, I know that he fought Thunderlips, but he also wasn't in <laughs> the kayfabe wrestling in that fucking movie. Real weird, right? <laughs> Super real weird. weird. Super weird. Especially that, think about the time frame it came out. Like, right. And what's going on At here? the end, they treat it like wrestling. Like, he's like, oh, sorry, that's just what we do for the show or whatever. But, like, they treat it like Rocky's actually getting the shit kicked out of him by Hulk Hogan. Um, sorry, Thunderlips. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, super weird. Uh, wrestling also in Highlander, but treated as wrestling wrestling. What I'm saying is Sylvester Stallone never shown up on wrestling television to host a show. I don't remember. I don't recall him dipping his toes in to promote an Expendables film or a chocolate bar. You or know, I've been listening to a, a chocolate I don't bar. know. I've been listening to a Final Wrestling Place, and they've yeah. been going over the guest host of Raw. Yeah. I don't... Uh, his name hasn't popped up. No? Anymore. I wonder if Frank Stallone... Now that, sir. Uh, just just one day, just wrestling. This is this is a weird fucking episode uh, of this show. Uh, just just uh, Monday Night Raw opens up. And, like, they do the, the big intro with the loud music, and then it cuts just to a barrel fire. <laughs> and, yeah. out, and out from the side comes Frank Stallone to sing a song. So, back in the day, yeah, um, I guess they had a thing where, like, Hogan interviewed Stallone okay. about Rocky Balboa. Okay. Oh. But I think it was, like, a dot-com exclusive. Oh. Eh, that doesn't count. Yeah, I don't I'm know. I'm sure that's a really great interview where where uh hulk hogan just talked about how uh it was really nice to see sylvester stallone because he thought he died after they fought in oh three i'm looking at it right here it was on monday night raw okay yeah well there I you go it was hogan talking to stallone okay about it i mean i'm not cool. gonna play the audio no but then nobody wants to hear that but all right interesting okay well there you go see yeah, listen the stallone's uh, as close to a carny as you you can get <laughs> without wish, being a carny i wish it was frank stallone right well, <laughs> and, well and, you know and stallone paradise alley with terry funk like all that sort sure. of stuff so stallone has the connections in some way but i don't remember him ever popping up as a guest star or you know trying to take big <laughs> you know turning on Shawn michaels or like punching somebody for real or no. something no I don't think you know happened. yeah i don't think so either oh well eh, all right uh, wrestling for this week. Let's. Uh, this is super time. fucking weird. Um, news. Uh, not not a ton. Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan's out of the hospital. I saw that. Good, good for good for Hacksaw. Uh, I don't think there's anything else other than what we covered during the shows. Uh, Becky and Charlotte don't talk anymore. Did you see that? I saw that. Like they're not uh, friends because uh, Becky said something mean in a promo and Charlotte couldn't take it. It's the plastic comment, like Charlotte. Once you call, oh, once you call okay. it plastic, well, Charlotte ended I mean, the friendship. Right, wrestling yeah. promo, but whatever, you know, whatever, right. whatever. Um, what else happened in the world of wrestling? Anybody? Anything else? I have no idea. Nothing, right? Not that I, um, I don't know. Um, there was they announced the other day that uh, Netflix is developing right a series uh, yes. based around eighties Japanese. Uh, women's wrestling, yeah, mainly focusing on uh, Dump Dump Matsumoto. Super <laughs> weird choice, but awesome. Super pumped to I watch think that's it. Cool as shit, dude. Um, is it for U.S. Netflix? Is it for Netflix in Japan? Um, is it going to be 
Japanese language. I'm sure. I would assume so, right? Yeah. You know, know. I watch with subtitles. Right. I'm down with that. Yeah, me too. I'm just saying we live in a world that, you know, like... uh, We live in a society. We we live in a society that doesn't always make those choices. They would, you know, they would, you know, that's... um, Fisher Stevens was in short circuit. You know what I mean? Like, that's... I don't know what you mean. Okay, that's fine. I'm, you ever see Short Circuit with Johnny Five? No. Oh, okay. Short Circuit is a movie from the 80s about a robot that's super cool and radical. Uh, and he moves in with Steve Gutenberg and falls in love with Ali Sheedy. But in that... Sounds like something I'd watch. Uh, there is... Uh, I'm gonna, this is going to be a fun real-time reaction. I'm surprised you've never seen Short Circuit. They're a ton of fun. No, I've never seen um, So I'm going to show you a picture of Fisher Stevens... Dude, side note, like you yeah. live in the woods uh-huh. and like I keep catching out of my eye yes. the, the leaves falling off the trees. Uh-huh. I'm like, is it snowing? Yes. It's tripping me the fuck out. Right. Okay. This is Fisher Stevens. Boy, that's an ugly man. Okay. Describe Fisher Stevens though to, to the audience. Uh skinny neck. Okay. Hair down to his shoulders. Okay. But also has a five head at the same time. Yes. This is a gross. Would you man. say that he is a white man? Is this going to get me in trouble? No. Dude, is Fisher Stevens a white man? I mean, he looks... Okay, Fisher Stevens is a white man. Yes, you are correct. (laughs) You set me up I'm not setting you up. The world has set you up, and you're just just unfortunately going to get... Well, well, if the world has set me up, it did a shitty job. All right. You ready? As ready as I'll ever be. Okay. In the 1980s, this movie called Short Circuit came out. Great audio. Fisher Stevens played the scientist in that movie. So um, I'm going to go out on a limb <laughs> and say the scientist is not a white man. Is not a white man. No. Uh, this is an Indian gentleman that Fisher Stevens plays. He's since he's apologized for. Yeah. It was a different time. Um, but yeah, he uh, Fisher Stevens played an Indian man uh, in the 80s. So uh, we live in a world that would take make a movie about Matsumoto and get... I you Not know if they whitewash it right that's what I'm saying they you know up. like they they cast Dump Matsumoto but Jennifer Lawrence would be playing her so I mean that'd be interesting it wouldn't I'd watch I'm sure you would <laughs> what up J Lo yeah um but anyway <laughs> Dump Matsumoto TV show when that happens if that drops we're talking about it we'll probably watch and cover for the show yeah that'll be a good uh, time, an episode at a time unless they'll probably all drop it once but we'll I'd imagine so I mean um. Listen, we'll like, pace ourselves. I We're love, adults. Like, um, like Japanese women's wrestling yes. and Joshi. Um, I will. I will give credit where it's due. To virtual pros mm-hmm. with doing their paid pigs over the pandemic right. last year. It really heightened my love for it. Sure, because some of those matches I never saw before, and I was like, "Holy shit!" This is like some of the most visceral, raw emotion I've yes. ever seen in my life, and it is perfect. Uh, so, question for you about the Dump Matsumoto TV show, though. Yeah. Uh. Let's say that they do do it, and uh, how do they get around the swastikas? <laughs> uh, I think they just casually leave those out. Okay. You know, or just turn them into squares. Ooh, no, like little windows? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, um, what is going on? Because, you know, Dump is a, a Japanese... Le- wrestling legend, one of the most accomplished and successful heels, villains they've ever had, and part of that was the fact that she used to just paint swastikas on her face. Uh, well, because you know, I'll I... tell you what, cheap heat or not, it fucking works. 
So yeah, worked for Skinhead Ivan. Right. Oh God. Uh, crazy Ivan. Um, yeah. Uh, gonna be interesting one. Uh, Dump's awesome, but it is hard to like. Sure. Oh, I want to. I want to celebrate Dump Matsumoto. Oh, swastika. Shit. Yeah. I just try to look at. It. Listen, man. Different culture. Right. That, but that's, that's what I'm saying. D- different culture for sure. I mean, you know, not that Japanese are any soft. Not Japan's any softer on Nazis. No. 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 But no, like. No. Uh, you know, things were culturally acceptable or allowed or, like, not taken too seriously at certain times. Sure. Um, which, But I'm saying if they make the show and they're playing for American audiences, you just just, just have – I guess it's better to have people ask why this woman is covered in windows or, than it is <laughs> in swastikas. It's a fucking window. <laughs> That's so what you do. If you, if you see a swastika on, like spray painted on a wall by yeah, like, some fucking window. asshole, you just get spray paint. You just make it a square, yeah, and it looks like a window. window. Problem solved. I mean, I've been doing. You can get more elaborate with it, but that's the easiest uh, that's way. The easiest way, of right? Course. Um, or you I make mean, it four Fs. <laughs> fucking Frank. <laughs> God damn it. <sighs> All right. Uh, <laughs> after that dump fucking Swazi yep. party over here. Uh, All right. Let's talk about the, another Japanese legend. <laughs> what else you got there, uh, pal? Let's talk about the fallout from H2O uh, explosion fuckery uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what they call that? What was that? I don't remember. Uh, so uh, rumor mill flying around like mad. Um, just uh, pointing fingers. Uh, lots of people commented on the attendance as it was happening, uh, the explosion, Tremont in the hospital, so on and so forth. Well, uh, it comes out this week, uh, apart from all the RF stuff, which we commented on last week, I'll comment briefly in a bit, but aside from that for right now, uh, you have the, uh, Warring factions. I don't think Tremont has has really weighed in too much. I think he's still convalescing in the hospital. I, th- I think so too. Um, Onita's claiming he didn't get paid, that the fireworks team and the fireworks alone were $10,000. Well, Chainsaw Tony's claiming. Okay, that's where I want Chainsaw Tony as as the representative for Onita is claiming that Onita has been shorted and that it was $10,000 just for the explosions and explosive team, uh, which I think was just one dude from what I can tell. Um, Yeah, I don't know. But uh, at least one dude that Onita brought. Uh, so that Tremont owes him money. Uh, Chainsaw Tony also said that, uh, and allegedly, I'm just saying what these what this gentleman sure. said, uh, that IWTV gave all the money to Tremont and the Tremonts hid the money, uh, which I, who the fuck knows. Uh, I would assume Matt being the promoter, he would get the money, but I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I can tell you right now that there wasn't a lot of people in those fucking stands. No, probably what, 400? 400 if we're lucky. Tops? If we're lucky. Being generous, being generous, um, and uh, you know that's it's interesting for Onita. And again, uh, Mr. Liar is known as Mr. Liar for a of reason. Uh, even in his Dark Side of the Ring, he laughs about all the bullshit deals that he's pulled and screwed people over and all that kind of stuff. It's not, you know, don't fool yourself into thinking that Onita is a stand-up individual. <laughs> he has a very long, sordid past. Well, like uh, I listened to a bit of Pod Van Dam yeah. this week, and uh, like they said, oh, what's that? A carny saying that carny fucked over another carny? Right. What a shock. <laughs> uh, but it's hilarious to see, to have Chainsaw Tony, the third Leatherface gimmick, uh, an apprentice to Mr. Pogo, uh, who apparently is a maniac. Uh, I heard another story about him this week. Uh, Mr. Pogo? No, about oh. Chainsaw Tony. Um, oh, boy. I'll, I'll just say from a... Uh, from a, a a friend a friend of the show uh 
uh, told me a story where, where he had worked a show with Chainsaw Tony years ago. Oh, boy. And Chainsaw Tony, uh, through some sort of shit fit, was pretty much. Uh, well, let me let me just see. Let me let me bring up the text real quick. But it was um, the difficult to work with. I believe was sort of the. Um, so I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say I'm not surprised. Yeah, he had uh, in East Stroudsburg. He apparently had an embarrassingly bad match. Got frustrated, uh, and uh, on his way back. Uh, bumped the referee outside the ring. Oh, good. Uh, without sort of notice or at being part of the match. Oh, good. And that was the only referee on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, Tony, <laughs> not a. Oh, I'm just not. not, a, not right. Not, yeah, Carnies and Carnies and Carnies' brother. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so, so that's a whole thing. Who knows? Uh, you know, and that sort of leads into the thing. Um, that, uh, the other, the sort of the finish up of the, of the RF stuff. And I don't want to talk too much about this. Um, Tara Calloway, who runs, um, who's on the show, married to Jeff Cannibal, runs Dropkick Depression, uh, you know, uh, the sexual misconduct awareness and prevention training, uh, took a bunch of shit for working a show that had Feinstein on it. Um, and there was a lot of sort of, shit that that came out you know um people saying that they didn't know he was there all that kind of stuff uh whatever uh but tara tara released a statement saying you know everyone's concerns are are valid um she was fully unaware that he was there um that you know but he's there with onita it's he interacted with no one from h2o only onita and onita's wife uh you know um said that Onita, the RF was there because that's who Onita trusts. And the gist of it is, is that uh, if R, if we told RF to leave, Onita was going with him. And so it co- sort of contradicts that I didn't know he was there. <laughs> but she's sending saying from Matt's standpoint is that Matt obviously knew he was there because you saw him, whatever. Right next to him. Um, and Tremont hasn't made any statements. So the workers are saying we're in the locker room, whatever. Um, but they're saying basically that that's who Onita trusts and whatever that says about Onita, you can draw your own conclusions on that. Sure. Um, but that, uh, you know, if uh, uh, the understanding was that if RF left, Onita went with them and what's Tremont going to do? That was basically her statement was, what is he going to do? Refund everybody their money? There's no show if Onita leaves, which is true. Um, and so Matt is not only at all the ticket sales, but the money for the 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 uh stadium. stadium and all that and she's like it it would end up costing you know matt's uh you know it, matt however would have to have had have had to refund hundreds upon hundreds of tickets lost not only h2o but he and his family out of his home uh the locker room walking out on him for something he had no control over would would it wouldn't have hurt rf it wouldn't it wouldn't have hurt onita but it would have destroyed matt's life so I think she's saying that she was unaware, but people who were sort of weighed the options and do we bail on Tremont or whatever? I, I don't know, whatever. But she said, I apologize to those I've heard. I understand those feelings and I will not try to sway you. Uh, if you wish to speak to me privately, my DMs are open. Please be patient with me as I may take time to respond, but I will. Uh, my mental health is weighing hard on me, but I owe it to those who wish to continue to support me to make sure all questions are answered. So, you know, she said she was completely unaware that he was there and so on and so forth. So I took it upon myself very very respectfully, very reasonably to shoot 
Tara Calloway a message. I think that I enjoyed the match on the show she was in. Her center DMs was open. So I just want to be like, you know what? I was there. I know what I heard. Maybe you don't know this side, whatever it is. Uh, so I just thanked her for saying something out. I said I was there. Uh, I had a really great time. I said, but I was upset about RF being there. And I explained sort of the stuff we talked about. Sure. We're not going to do a photo. We're not putting money in his pocket. And I just told her, you know, I heard. I 100% heard him directing people around that merch table that he was running the merch, that he was selling the merch, that you can get free stuff for Onita, whatever, whatever, um, and other wrestlers walking around. Uh, and I said, I don't know of his actual involvement, but if he wasn't handling the meet and greet, he certainly manipulated the situation make it seem like he was. Not sure if anyone has said to you since the show. I said, no hard feelings. Uh, I said, I had a really great time. Uh, and I said, if Onita comes again, RF's involvement will be addressed because uh, I won't risk, risk my money getting in his hands ever. And her response to me verbatim was his involvement was with Onita and Onita alone. He was not involved with H2O, nor is he welcome at H2O. That's kind of a weird thing because he was there. Uh, his arrival was hidden to all of us, including Matt, and he purposely avoided all H2O staff. Whatever Onita does in the future is his own business, but I'll never support nor take part in an event with Onita or RF in the future. So that's her statement. Take that as you will. Uh, you know that's great if she sticks to it. I find it hard to. I, mean, I find it hard to believe that it was hidden from Matt's involvement because Onita was on a RF on camera with RF video the night before mm-hmm. doing the signing. Uh, and like Joe said on ads at odds with wrestling, lots of people work with RF. Terry Funk called into that fucking show on RF cell phone. So you just have to sit with your feelings and you know whatever rf is, is super involved with wrestling on the east coast and has been for a long time and carnies and wrestlers and they all are have a hard time trusting people with money with travel with all of that so people may think that rf is somebody they can trust you probably can't trust them if you're over age if you're over 18 well and i saw uh like even sean ross sap put it out yeah. this week he's like yo like so people know, like, this Battleground Pro mm-hmm. thing out of Philadelphia yeah. that runs concurrent with that Icons of Wrestling yeah. thing. Like, that's RF. Like, is it, it's Battlegrounds, that is? Yeah. I didn't like, know. Like you said, he goes, just so people know. Right. Like, well, and I saw that it. Icon flyer, Sting, Kevin Nash, oh, it's everybody. An, it's an insane lineup. I'd love to go, but right. I'm not. Like, and now Feinstein's, that I know who does it. Feinstein's not hard, hiding from those people. You know he's not. No, they're just not. They're just complacent with it because they're getting money and whatever. Uh, it's nonsense. It's capitalism. It's, you know, it's something you have to uh, sit with and adjust uh, and accept in wrestling or else you're, you know, you can also just completely fuck off anybody who's ever involved in them. But there's not a ton of wrestling left after that. Um, Sadly. You know, but you can. And that's my plan is, you know, directly and honestly, like up until we saw him at H2O, I didn't know he was still this active in wrestling. Yeah. I had no idea. Um, I don't watch the the autograph stuff. I'm not an autograph guy. I don't no, do indie wrestling. Either. I don't go to the convention, so I had no clue. Now I know, and anything that he's directly involved in, my oh, money like won't be he going there. Showed up this weekend at fucking uh, some con in Rhode Island, and of course he's sitting at goddamn Ray Dudley's table. Right, of course he is. And like, I just you know I, I see these pictures of like people putting up in the major group, like oh I had such a good time, and I just see him in the background, and I'm like yep. ugh, right. Like it makes me fucking sick, right? Man. And Ray Deadly's a piece of shit, so like, it's just it's just but like gross, right? And I see him, you know, like it fucking sucks too. But like, if you Google his name, some of the first stuff that comes up is pictures with him at John and John Cena. Yeah, uh, but he but Feinstein's paying for the meet and greets well, for yeah. that shit. Like, it's, but it's but you look it up, it's still man. you still see it. I'd still you know not that like, you can check you want to check yeah. anybody's background and stuff, but like 
you know, I wouldn't allow him to use those that shit to advertise like he does. But yeah, I mean, what the what's Cena gonna do? I know he yeah. doesn't fucking know, right? That, you know, right? Like, he has no <laughs> idea. But the ECW guys sh- certainly know, and they just all fucking accept it. They um, certainly do. Which so, and they knew why it was sad. happening too, because go back and and look at his fucking gimmick and stuff, and the the on screen work he did. You know, yeah, that's, just, so ugh. they knew, they all know, and it's just something with wrestling you have to take into accord and and roll with it and figure out where your feelings lie and how much you can put up with. Uh, but I will vote with my wallet, as I suggest everyone to do. Sure. And uh, support th- those who you like and support those who you don't. And eventually, hopefully, things will work their ways <laughs> their way out. Um, but, uh, you know, my money will never go purposefully into his wallet. Nope. Not going to happen. Not going to I even have one or two old RF video shoot interviews in there. I saw them the other day, and I was like, should I just destroy these? But I was like, nah. No, Me having them ain't hurting. Yeah, ain't, ain't, it, yeah. isn't, isn't giving him anything else and destroying them only Something hurts Something new about how many fucking years ago. Right. Like, yeah, what's that going right. to do? So, um, it, that is funny because I looked on the back of my ROH DVDs. Yeah. Some of them are RF, but mm-hmm. others are like Slam Masters or something mm-hmm. like that. Weird. Um, but yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, it is RF. Oh, right. Interesting. All right. Let's get that out of, that's out of the way. Done. Done. Yes. Let's talk actual wrestling. What we watched, uh, this week, uh, since last Thursday. Well, since the, we stopped recording yeah, last Thursday. After the show last Thursday that we recorded. Finished uh, a little early. Yeah. So you were like, hey, you want to watch uh, Tori Mom versus T2P? Right. That you got off of Mayfield? Right. Like, At yeah. that show. Like, let's do it. Right. Um, you know, listen, I don't know everybody that's involved in these shows. Sure. Um, I do know Ultimo Dragon. Yes. And uh, Stalker Ichikawa. Yes. <laughs> my, favorite, my new you favorite wrestler. You don't need to know anybody else. God bless you, Stalker. Yeah. Uh, but like Shima. Mm-hmm. Um, did I know anybody else? Dragon Kid. Magnum Tokyo. Well, Magnum Tokyo. Disco uh, Inferno. The Latin Lover. The Latin. My guy. <laughs> that is forever my dude. I love you, Latin Lover. <laughs> Fucking hell. He should have won the Rumble that Does year. Does he also love Latins, or is he just Latin himself? I don't know, but I would like to love him. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, Torimon, which becomes Dragon Gate. Um, not the easiest stuff to find. Was really into it as it was happening in the early 2000s. Um, Ultimo, you know, forms his own fed, his own training thing that becomes a fed in Torimon, Ultimo Dragon Gym. And uh, the second generation becomes T2P. They have a little bit of a different style. The six-sided ring yeah, comes in. Admittedly, you know more about this right. than I do. Um, so really hard to find. And I remember this was a pay-per-view. Uh, I had it years and years ago. And I saw it. It was pretty much the reason why I bought anything off of Mayfield. Because I was like, holy shit. Uh, it's one show where the original Ultimo Dragon training class wrestles the second generation. He only did three generations. It was only around for a few years before Ultimo Bales uh, takes Torimon with him. It becomes Dragon Gate, which is what Torimon essentially means anyway. Um, and other students run it and whatever. And Ultimo comes back uh, just a few years uh, ago. No, like last year. Yeah. Or, <laughs> no, I think it was a little before that. But um, yeah. But yeah. So... It was just—it's a really fun pay-per-view, um, sort of one team against the other, uh, and like you said, they're a weird team. Latin Lover and Disco Inferno, Magnum Tokyo on a team together, super weird. Disco Inferno stands out like the only dude who just like, what? Why are you yeah, here? Yeah, it's very weird. Um, but uh, a lot of fun stuff, sort of Ultimo style, um, some comedy, some actual wrestling. Uh, I, I love that uh, Dragon Kid. Uh, Darkness Dragon that match, match at the was end. Killer. Right. Um, but uh, 
yeah, I, I love Sakura Ishikawa. Uh, we didn't get to watch all of it because there is yeah, SEMA and yeah, M2K and Mochizuki and all those all those people. Uh, Kenny Chiro Arai, the baseball gimmick, um, Super Shisha, uh, Rio Saito, who's a bicyclist. Uh, one of the main reasons why I wanted to show that to you is because uh, a lot of the the basis and characters would look really familiar. The hmm. ideas, the the tone. Uh, of the wrestling is uh, even down to like the certain generations wrestling each other and then splitting off into two feds at one point where T2P's running their shows, Torimon's running their shows, and then they cross over, all that kind of stuff. Uh, sort of, maybe, kind of done in America by uh, by Chikara. Uh, definitely a lot of hardcore Chikara influence uh, in Torimon. Like, they took a lot from Torimon for their their sort of shows and oh, yeah. reasoning it, and storytelling and like and like a, a storytelling of where the promotion is almost a living being within the wrestling you know that's you know they don't um it doesn't happen a ton but sort of Torimon and T2P being two different promotions where you know healer face within those promotions they still defend in those promotions and sort of something that Chikara eventually takes on where the, the Chikara locker room gets invaded by other people, like sure. all that sort of stuff. And then stuff like the baseball gimmicks and the site, like the weirder, brighter, more colorful things, yeah. the funnier mixing the comedy in, uh, having just straight comedy matches, but also mixing comedy in, uh, that sort of stuff. Um, but I, I love that show. Uh, I love those promotions. That, that was a ton of fun watching that. And uh, it's just, it's such a, di- it's like that, it's Ultimo Dragon style. So it's a, it's a Lucha Rizu. So it's a little different than anything else. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I mean, I would put Dragon Kin, Darkness Dragon up against almost anything. It's just so much fun. And the stuff they do is ridiculous. Like, and it gets brutal. Right. Too, like, right. It gets gnarly. Uh, tons of big flippy stuff, but still telling a story. Yeah. Um, you know, they're all trained by Ultimo Dragon and Skydust. So like they're, you know, all of those students know how to wrestle that's um, true. and the students eventually went sort of all over the world uh i think taru ended up teaming up with uh makabe for a little bit in like new japan i think you're right um you know sema's wherever the fuck sema ends yeah. up magnum tokyo a lot of them ended up in wcw because of the ultimate dragon connection the latin lover <laughs> right because that first generation like torimon students was right like they weren't the Torimon didn't exist, but the gym did. So Ultima was getting them booked around. And then eventually, that's the other thing. He started a promotion so that his students would get experience on shows. It's another thing that that Chikara sort of showcased and was. Um, but uh, yeah, a lot of fun stuff. But let's talk uh, briefly. And you can look them up. I don't know if this matches online. But let's talk Stalker Ichikawa really quick. Yeah, man. That's the standout for me. Yeah. Um, and man, I've shown you him before. You have. But I've, yeah, I've seen him before, yeah. but not like... This much in depth. He's still out there. I think he's still for Dragon he's Gate. He's still wrestling for Dragon Gate. Yeah. Um, Stalker looks like an alien. Yeah. He's got some antenna well, on his mask. This uh, match he came out dressed as Ric Flair. Right. He has some antenna on his mask. He does a little face paint. Almost like a Teletubby-esque, but pre-Teletubbies, I think. Um, he treats the antennas like they're part of his body, so he feels pain when you squeeze him and stuff. What's up, Chikara? Um, but uh, a comedy wrestler, straight up, yeah. uh, comes out. 
Uh, so the first guy out for this match is what you think is Ultimo Dragon. Sonny Ono comes out, and it's Ultimo Dragon Sito. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Ultimo Dragon Sito. Uh, looks like Ultimo Dragon, but it's his mini from Mexico, <laughs> uh, managed by Sonny Ono, who Sonny Ono is at least six inches taller than. Ugh. And Stalker Ichikawa, a very slender, slender human being, uh, comes out to Ric Flair's theme music, dressed as Ric Flair, with the robe and the wig. And a faucet on his penis. And, yes. And walks, does the strut, gets in the ring, takes off his robe. And on the front of his tights is a faucet. Yep, sure is. Uh, I don't know the reference. I can imagine the. I can imagine the joke. Uh, who knows? I, I, yeah. uh, the referee goes to ask him what it is, and he turns it on yep. to say, and then pretends to wash his hands in it, uh, <laughs> and then like waves it at it, whatever. Uh, and uh, eventually, he takes off the trunks he had on over his regular outfit, which is just like a black leotard. And, uh, yeah, he came out as Ric Flair. The best part of the match is the goddamn finish. Yeah. I laughed so hard. Yes. The Stalker Ichikawa gets his opponent in the figure four. Because he's Ric Flair. He does the woo. Yes. Yeah. His opponent reverses it. And Stalker Ichikawa immediately starts tapping out. Yes. And that's the end of the match. It. It and I, I lost it. Super I thought abrupt. that was so much fun. Right. Uh, <laughs> super abrupt. Gets the figure, gets just taps out immediately. There's not even like a struggle. No, nope, just, just tap immediate out, tap right. out as soon as it got flipped yeah. over. <laughs> uh, hilarious stuff. Uh, I'm I'm all for the stalker. Stalker's the man. So check him out. Uh, if uh, you know, if you're looking, Stalker Ishikawa, uh, Torimon. He's he's around Dragon Gate. Um, but he's he's very funny if you like comedy wrestling. Uh, Check out a lot of students. Look for some Torimon stuff. It's out there. Dragon Kid, I know, is a pretty much a highlight reel still. Um, yeah, and, Dragon uh, Kid's awesome. Yeah. And very small was a dude who was in the dojo, much like Ultimo. He was like the heir to Ultimo's throne at this point, even with this pay-per-view. Ultimo's on it. It's a weird match because he's getting ready for for elbow surgery again. Yeah. Um, it is a weird right. match. He, uh, you know, he just he wasn't healthy, and Dragon Kid was sort of the heir to his throne. Dragon Kid was a guy who who uh, tried to break in an FMW, of all places, and was told he was too small, so he was made a referee. And then he met Ultimo, and Ultimo was like, there's no sizes in wrestling. No. If you can wrestle, you can wrestle. And he trained him, and he is a star. He's very, very talented and does a lot of – he's so small that he does a lot of the stuff that, like, Rey Mysterio tries to do. And Rey's great. Oh, Rey, yeah. But, like, the, the Ronas that More end on in, that a, later. in a front flip that, like, you know, that ends up in the Rana. Like, that Rey could do when he was smaller, that Rey still thinks he could do. That Rey's – Rey, no, 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 no. Rey could still do it. Right. But, <laughs> but people can't base for Rey. He's Except thick, for like Sammy Zane. Right, he's, he's a thicker one. dude now. He's a bigger dude, but like Ray, Ray has just modified that into just like a knee press now. He just jumps off the top rope and sits <laughs> on you. But uh, yeah, look up Torimon, look up Dragon Kid, Darkness Dragon, also known as Kanas. Look up SEMA, look up Magnum Tokyo. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, goddamn, look up Milano Collection AT. Well, most uh, important, I would say, or, or arguably the ace of Torimon. Uh, yeah, uh, I agree. The uh, just an amazing technical wrestler with the gimmick that he is an Italian supermodel, <laughs> uh, even though he's clearly a Japanese man. Uh, Milano. Well, didn't Milano do some stuff in ROH? Well, my, Milano was in Chikara for yeah. a, a clip. I'm sure he might have. I, I thought, yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, all those guys sort of Sima definitely did. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Shima. But uh, look up some Torimon stuff. It's yeah. a ton of fun. It's cool. Yeah, I was uh, excited to show that to you. Yeah, we watched a little Black Tiger too. Was that the same night? One. No, that was that we was. Watched, no, we watched Black Tiger versus Liger. Right. Just that the was one. that yeah. was Friday night. Yeah. Eddie then, is Black Tiger. Yeah, because then Friday, well, also Friday night, 
we popped in. It was pretty late, but we watched a little bit of the 94 New Japan Super Junior Tag League. Oh, we did, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't remember all the teams. Oh, I just, man. A few of the things, though. Uh, I know one of the teams was Eddie Guerrero in the, as Black Tiger and the yes. Great Sasuke. Yes. And that's, like, just a dream for me. Yes. And Dean, um, Dean Malenko and pre-Kendo Kashin. Kendo Kashin. Yeah. Um, name I don't remember. And then uh, Two Cold Goddamn Scorpio. Two Cold Scorpios. The he man. He looked like a trillion dollars. Right. Why he never made more money, or uh, no, they didn't give him the right. ball, man. Uh, we, he I said, looked like a stud. I said when we were watching it, I think he was too bef- too ahead of his time. I think so too, because he becomes a big a bit of a bigger star. In Noah in the early two thousands holds the tag belts, does that kind of stuff. But I think he was just a little too ahead of his time. Like um, wow, yeah. he looked like a a million dollars. He really I, did. I, we were just in awe of how yes. great. Like he was wrestling like a madman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Who else was involved in that? Um, I have Pegasus Kid. Pegasus Kid. I don't know who he has. Otani. Oh, yeah. It was Pegasus Kid and Otani, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty oh, sure. Man. Yeah, against Sasuke um, and Black Tiger. Yeah. Uh, oh, Taka. Taka Mijinoku and somebody. Oh, was it Taka and Super Delphin? Yes, Taka and Super yeah. Delphin. Funaki had a, was on there with some guy I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, a couple of other guys. Oh, Grand Hamada. Grand Hamada was yeah, there. Right. Uh, all 45 years old yes. at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, the watching like, of it. yeah, mini Ricky Choshu. Yeah. Um, just watching like that stuff. I don't know. It made me so like, damn, I just want to watch old Japanese wrestling right. now. That's yeah. all I want to watch. <laughs> That's all I like want to watch. Right. Um, so I feel like I'm going to be investing in Ooh. more. We'll okay. S- we'll see moving down the line. All right. Um, did you watch anything before you watched Rampage? I did. Well, Wait. Chronologically, no. Okay, we'll talk rampage. So let's talk rampage. Yes. Um. So I enjoyed the Max Caster line about Brian's father-in-law. Yeah, that made me giggle. Mm-hmm. And Taz was like, "Oh, that's a shoot." <laughs> yeah. Um. And then while watching the match with uh, Danielson and Anthony Bowens, yeah, I just cannot gush over how fucking violent Brian Danielson is, right. and how much I um, love it. This is an interesting match because Tony Khan sets it up as a punishment for Bowens, which yeah. is what they're doing because because Max Caster always talks shit on Tony, yeah. in his promos. Um. This is just a Danielson showcase match. I'll tell you what, man. Bowens was okay. Bowens though. is fine. That like. Corner DDT yeah. rope thing he does is pretty gross. Right, but it's essentially just a Danielson yeah. thing. Uh, the thing that like made me laugh during this was that uh, Danielson, when he came into AEW, and one of the reasons why he left WWE was that he wanted like a lighter schedule, and <laughs> he's wrestling every show. He's wrestling at least I, twice well, a week on TV. I, see, I don't know if it was so much a lighter schedule as it was. Lighter like, travel, at least. Yeah, I mean, it's lighter travel, and yeah. I mean, just... Being able to just wrestle. Right. But he's having so much fun. So I think he's having fun again. And I think that's the same case with, with like with Punk and whoever else. Like they're having fun. So they they're back in, in complete love with it again. And it doesn't feel like as much of a job as WWE does. Yeah. Right. Plus they're getting paid a boatload of money. Sure. Uh, well, I, I don't know if TK's matching WWE money. I got money, brother. He got money. <laughs> he absolutely has money. Um, but yeah. Um I think he can afford to pay people a little less and go, well, we're having fun, though. Yeah, like, hey, you're having fun, right? You okay, don't have to cool. travel one to one place yeah, a week. once or twice a week, that's right. it. No house shows, you're not, you know, yeah. whatever. I'm not making you stand at Gorilla if you're not booked. Yeah, it's very laid back. Um, yeah. You mentioned a name there, CM Punk. Oh, yes. My God. Yeah. The confrontation between him 
and the Mad King himself, Eddie Kingston, yes, uh, was one of like the best promo segments yeah. I feel like I've seen in a long, long time. Yeah. Um, I feel like this was Eddie's best thing he's done in AEW. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, listen, I love the shit with Moxley last yeah. year. This was like yeah, different level. It's funny how he seems to be always just ready for full gear. Yeah, that's that's his, his, his pay per view. Pay per view, Mister Full Mr. Gear, Eddie Kingston. <laughs> that just sounds like such a shitty indie gimmick, <laughs> Mister Full Gear, Mr. Eddie full Kingston. Gear, Eddie Kingston. <laughs> God damn it! It's some alternate universe. Uh-huh. That's what it is. Right. Um, he has fireworks and he poses when he comes out. <laughs> Mr. Full Gear. Mr. Full Gear. <laughs> he comes out to like kickstart my heart or something. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, dude. He screwed Tyson Kidd out of a championship in Quebec. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, though. This whole segment was just, uh, I think I described it to you as a good piece of business, yeah, right. brother. <laughs> uh, it's great. Um I uh, I love. I just was writing Eddie quotes as fast as he said them here, because uh, listen, I'm no I'm no fan of of uh, Charles Montgomery. Uh, he's he's earning a lot of good favor. He is. Uh, I like him more than I ever have. Uh, but Eddie's Eddie's the dude. Uh, Eddie said, uh, "Oh, I'm the one who sucks because I didn't bury bury other people to get my stuff in." Yeah. Uh, uh, the crowd goes all in on Eddie real hard, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, Eddie says, the whole locker room doesn't want you here. They never wanted you here. I'm the only one brave enough to say it. Uh, uh, Punk, my favorite line that Punk says in this whole thing is, uh, you want to do it right now or do you want to do it on Elevation or Dark? You know, something more your speed, uh, which pisses Eddie off that more. Was a good uh, and then... Uh, the best thing in the whole promo for me at the end is when Eddie says, when I beat you up, leave for another seven years. Uh, that's fucking awesome. Uh, they built this match very quickly. Just instant. It was uh, an instant build. you could have easily, Tony Khan just could have come out and said, hey, listen, we want a cool match for the pay-per-view. We're going to do Eddie Kingston versus CM Punk. You're welcome. Um, but instead, they've, they've managed to engage everyone and build this, build this little tiny rivalry, um, you know, and uh, I'm sure they've worked each other before back in the day. I'm I think sure. they talked about it in that little hype video. Um, but, you know, oh, Punk has Punk has made his comments about what he felt about Chikara and the people who go there back in the day. So, yeah. um, you know, and Eddie has his demons and bullshit, too. Uh, but it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a really good match. And, uh, man, uh, Tony Khan, I, I know you're doing a lot of things. I know you're having a really good time. Uh, but if you want to make the world happy, uh, Eddie goes over. Uh, well, I don't know. So I, I don't think Eddie will, but no, I think, I think the crowd would, I think you, you think get a crazy of, reaction if like, Eddie does. So this was the first time punk has had to show like fire. Yeah. And like that little rant when he was going off of like. You know, um, we held you to the standard. Yeah. You couldn't hold. Like, I'm like, there's old punk. Right. Like, that dude could fucking talk. Right. Um, and then him at the end, like, after the pull apart, Eddie looking like an absolute demon. Mm-hmm. And punk just mouthing at him. Like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. Uh, that, man, I'm just excited. Listen, I love both dudes. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, listen, I'm sorry I'm not team Eddie. I'm not team punk. I'm just Oof. team. 
Team, let's let's have a good wrestling match. Let's uh, have a, let's have a fight. Uh, if you're telling me fucking stories, yeah. let's do it. I'm man. Team Eddie, not because of my distaste for CM Punk, and I think CM Punk has been really good at on the mic at times and really bad on the mic at times. And I think even during this Eddie thing, he was having too much fun and was like laughing instead. And I don't instead of like keeping to the gimmick, but um, I'm Team Eddie because. Uh, everybody loves Eddie, but this is, that would still be a shock of a winner. Well, and um, like a lot of people say, and, like, okay, what if Eddie wins? Yeah, and then Punk jumps him and beats the fuck out of him. Right, and there's your heel turn for Punk. Right, like, and you know, Punk's been there. They're they're all having fun. Like Daniel Bryan's wrestling matches and having a ton of you fun. Can tell CM Punk's wrestling have a ton of fun. fun. But at some point. Unless you're looking to run a gimmick of them being contenders, which you probably are, one of them has to lose. And I don't know anybody in that company other than Eddie that could legit get the crowd to blow their fucking minds by beating Punk. I think almost anybody else gets a boo. And a why would you do that? I think Eddie is enough of an underdog and enough of a crowd favorite that he could pull this off and make a statement that AEW hasn't necessarily done on that level yet. I just hope that it's not a one-off. That'd be cool. Um, I hope that this is just the beginning. It depends on how good it is. And, I have no reason to see why it's not going to be great. And that, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, but listen, if they, if they like, go out there I know and put you up a stinker. Been, like, watching Punk's in-ring stuff a lot. I've, I've only skipped but, that one. Like, he's been... I don't he's need been, to watch Matt Seidel matches. Man, that, it, it was so good, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like... His in-ring shit has been yeah. crisp. We know what Eddie right. can do in the ring. Right, absolutely. Um, and I There's do, no reason for it not to be a great yeah. match. But I do hope... Shit happens. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, it does yeah. happen. Um, I do hope that Tony Khan is just like, listen, guys, mm-hmm. let's make something out of this. Right. This is the hottest, like, one of the hottest things we have going. Mm-hmm. Probably, what, 1B to right. Hangman and Kenny. Yeah. Um, let's just see I what we got I think it's hotter here. than that. But uh, I don't think so. That crowd for Hangman. Yeah, They're, that crowd for Hangman. Yeah. That's true. That, yeah. Um, um, but I'm see, I think the difference is that Hangman Kenny is very traditional American pro wrestling, and Punk Eddie is a little little indie, a little Well, yeah, little Japan, I mean, there's, there's, a little there's the history there. Right. Um, you right. know, you could even say, like, it's a little southern wrestling. Sure. You know, two right. guys talk shit to each other and yeah. fight each other. Right. Exactly. You know? Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I think it's going to be really good. Really great match, uh, and you know uh, Eddie. You know, unfortunately for for him, you know Mox getting the help he needs uh, it puts Eddie in a weird spot because they were they were running together, they were doing a lot of stuff together, and I think had probably a really good shot at lining up for tag titles well, or and, whatever. And, and they here, certainly can do it again. And here's like I saw somebody floated out: what if it was supposed to be Eddie and Mox turning heel, right? And then this is where you get the Brian and Punk tag team, right? You know, could be to go against Moxinetti, right? Like that would be mm-hmm. wild, right? <laughs> that would just For be sure. four absolute, just like stars, right? Because <laughs> you know, the uh, without this, the tournament was going to be Mox versus Brian in the yeah. in the finals of that, yeah. and on the same show of Eddie Punk, and we'll see what happens. So you know, I I know they're going to keep Eddie in the spotlight because Eddie's too good not to have in the fucking spotlight. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what they do. And if they want to keep him running and keep it hot, him versus punk making this a longstanding thing isn't, I think that there's, you know, there's a lot of meat on that bone. I think you could even slow burn the punk heel turn, like tease it, but you know, it's Eddie. So Eddie's, Eddie's a baby face, but not true. Um, you know, not through and through baby face. 
because uh, he's too much of a yeah. mean motherfucker. Yeah. But um, you know, have it have have Eddie lose, uh, and then sort of vow to chase CM Punk until he can beat him, and then sort of over the course of that, you get Punk slowly turning heel on Eddie, getting more and more pissed. Uh, he beats Eddie once yeah. more, maybe twice more. And then the last time with Punk full heel Eddie as babyface as he can possibly be goes over. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. I can yeah. I can see that happening. Well, and I, I saw some people. Like, I'm well, dying for a surprise in AEW, I guess, is my thing. I mean, there's been surprises. <laughs> okay, Adam Cole wasn't a surprise. Adam Cole show, wasn't a Adam surprise. showing up. I mean, finishes to matches. Yeah, we'll see. You know, the tournament has been predictable and it's been great and I'm yeah. not complaining about it, but they're all the but you can you you could very easily if they ran a, a bracket online as a competition, there'd be a lot of right answers. There's very easy to pick those well, winners. Sure. I mean um, and but I think, that's where I think you need to take take the glasses off a little bit and just kinda enjoy what right. you're saying. Right. And I and you know I think I mean? it's great, but I can I can certainly do for especially with a guy like Eddie, like I said, is over enough and big enough and well liked enough that he could beat someone like Punk, and they can both still walk away from it uh, in the same place that they were, if not better. But um, we'll see. I, I did laugh a little bit. Like people are like, "Oh, I think Punk was being a little, a little bit too arrogant in that promo." I'm like, "That's have, the character. I'm like, "Have you not fucking right. like ever seen a CM Punk promo? Right? Ever? That's, <laughs> like that, that's heel or face? He that's he was right. always a, just talk shit because they always say bring a little bit of yourself into the character, yeah. and the man loves himself. Hey, um, I love him too. There you go. Uh, I feel. But Team Eddie all the way. All the way, always and forever. I, listen, I have my feet planted on both sides. Um, and like I'm, I said, I'm about this shit. <laughs> like I said about the the main event of the the tag, the the title tournament too with Miro and Danielson. Uh, I see Miro winning that one because I think Miro's a better challenge for Hangman. I agree with you 100. Right now, I think that makes Miro completes the transformation of Miro, and he's a much better first heel opponent for Hangman as champion. If they don't do Hangman as champion, they're fucking stupid. Yeah, but Ray Deadly said it's not time, dude. Uh, Ray Deadly can go fuck himself. <laughs> he said, no, you need to get more heat. Hashtag Ray Deadly can go to hell. <laughs> um, I did see some people saying that, like, wouldn't it be a, a trip if they decide to not so they can do... Uh, Omega Okada. Easy. Uh, I don't think they'll do that. I think hang, it's Hangman's time. That crowd's crazy for him. But we'll see what it happens. Uh, main event of Rampage. Yeah. John Silver versus Adam Cole. Uh, did not expect the crowd to be as over for Silver. I know I know he's oh, well loved. Yeah. But that crowd was red hot, they, I mean, white hot they, for John Silver in this they match. They love John. They're John Silver. Right. Um, I love the meat man. I yep, love the raw absolutely. dog. I thought this was awesome. Yeah, I thought it was really good match. Uh, you know. Again, ending wasn't in doubt. Like you knew Cole was right. going to go over, which yeah. is fine. I'm fine, fine with that, right? Um, but it was it was a ton of fun, yeah. and I guess I just don't. I know it was explained to me the whole bud shit. No, nah, I don't. I I just don't, I don't care. care. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, and I feel like it takes me out of it a little yeah. bit. But nah, whatever. It's a weird. Match was good. It's a weird thing to a uh, weird angle and storyline to be main eventing shows, but the match was fine. So yeah. whatever. That's sort of what they focus on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Adam Coleman, and again, he's another dude, like, it's cool for him there, and there's a little bit more on this later, but like, I don't, uh, 
you're not doing anything for me. The matches are good. Like, that's what you're getting. But, like. Oh, it's because he's short, right? It is. is that what it is? That's, yes. Because yeah. I've learned that. From, you I learned those, that. From, I learned you that. echoed those yes. words in person. I learned, yes. I learned that from from watching oh, you, Dad. Crazy, because that was actually you. Um, okay. But uh, hmm. don't try. Don't listen to the history of the show. Hmm. We all know that Adam thought. Uh, that Brett thought Adam Cole was too mm-hmm. short. He had that conversation with that guy at NXT. Mm-hmm. But anyway, no. I what just. What's that guy's doing? Uh, I don't know. Nothing. Complain, not watching AEW. That, that's probably it. Nothing but short assholes there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Cole's just a guy like I, I could have used a little more time off um, and or a bit of a change in what he's doing because I think he just – I also don't care what the Young Bucks. So him just joining well, with the Young Bucks I, is like, I, bam, I whatever. Yeah. Um, but he is, he's very good at what he does. The matches are great. But yeah, um, I don't – I can I can do without Adam Cole if, the t- if it was necessary. Um, all right. So what else did you watch? Just NXT, NXT, <laughs> and, okay. yeah, oh yeah, I totally watched yeah. NXT. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna run down what I watched. You ready? Real quick. Uh, Saturday night, I think it was. I turned on the old IWTV because I was like, you know what? Uh, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna say on a, on a podcast that I am not watching NXT this week, I'm gonna fucking stick to it. I'm gonna fill it with some more wrestling. So I watched a couple things on the on the interwebs. Uh, from Enjoy Wrestling's Night Moves, Season 3, Episode 3, I watched Ziggy Ziggy Heim versus Edith Surreal, Hair versus Mask. Getting a lot of hype on the internet. Did, uh, did Ziggy lose? Ziggy did lose. Did she get her haircut? Uh, certainly did. Oh, live okay. on the feed. Just a, just like, not a butt, not a shave, uh, but just like a whole clip off the mm, back okay. there. Um, I, so I, first time watching Enjoy Wrestling, I don't know if you've ever watched any of it. Never heard of it. Uh, the venue is really cool, and it's like lit really well, which is kind of cool. Um, they put single matches up on YouTube. Now, is this wrestling, or is this stunt fighting? <laughs> this is wrestling. Okay, good. Um, there, there's So the lighting was cool. It looked really cool. Uh, match was good. Everybody was hyping it up. Uh, Edith Surreal, super talented. I, I like Ziggy. Uh, I think uh, not only her... Uh, sort of uh, enjoyment of Twin Peaks uh, that I also enjoy. A lot of Twin Peaks-inspired things. I like Ziggy as, as a worker, although you can tell they're both pretty young in the business. Um, but uh, there is a point in this match where Ziggy's tied up in the ropes, like sort of uh, like the second rope, like tied up underneath. And uh, Edith does a drop kit to, to the back, and it's fucking disgusting. Like there is so much snap and connection in it. It looked amazing. Uh, and the, the, not the finish, but the big bump at the end was they climb up, uh, they stack, they stack two tables, uh, on top of each other, like the, you know, one and two climb like a speaker stack. And there's a death Valley driver through both of those tables. I saw the clip of that. And it is one of the best looking table bumps I've ever seen. I did see the The table. Gnarly. You know when they when they do that, like ECW did this all the time. The one table would kick out under sure. the other one, and it wouldn't look as cool. This one was fucking dead on. It would just look extra. Dangerous. It looked awesome. Uh, I would love to tell you what the finish is, but uh, Willow Nightingale was doing a run in at the at the end, oh. and the camera focused on her and not the finish of the match. Oh. So I don't know what the finish was, uh, but I I like this match. It was a lot of fun. Then I watched. Beyond Wrestling's Uncharted Territory. Okay. Uh, just one match. Hot Sauce versus Matt Mikowski. Oh, I thought it was going to be Matt Cardona's match. Nope. Okay. Um, I thought about it, but then I was like, nah. Okay. Uh, Want to see Hot Sauce. 
Uh, don't know much about Matt Mikowski. I've seen him a few times. Don't know a ton about yeah, him. I've seen him on OVAC shows. Yeah, uh, I, I like Hazas a lot. I think this is a really good match. Uh, Mikowski looks like a killer. And in the end, uh, he uh, does an eye poke. The way he wins is he pokes hot sauce in the eye, like a sort of like an MMA kind of thing. Like, you know how they get the yeah. eye pokes. Oh, and yeah. like and like Tracy's like going down, like holding his eye, trying to like get the ref to be like, just give me a second, give me a second. And Mikowski doesn't let him and chokes his ass out. Okay, I like that. Uh, really cool finish. Not letting up, not giving the guy space, just fucking kill him was really cool. Uh, and then I watched uh, Trisha Dora versus Jordan Blade, Jordan Blade, also from Beyond Wrestling. Uh, Trisha Dora getting a shit ton of press, shit ton of looks. Uh, hey, did she get a Washington Post article? This uh, yeah, I believe so. Cool. Uh, she just signed to Ring of Honor. Unfortunately, no. all that. Uh, super talented. Um, uh, unfamiliar with Jordan Blade. Like this match a lot. Uh, Trish is. Uh, very talented wrestler. I think has a very, very big future. Uh, the best thing about Trisha Dora is she does a lariat as a finish, and she calls it Lariat Tubman. Um, that's my favorite thing. <laughs> it's extra awesome. So, so there was that. <laughs> All right. Uh, Monday night, I watched AEW Dark Elevation. Oh my. God, you watch this is gonna be a long show. Yes, so uh, David Kincannon, uh, good old Dewakey, talking a lot about dark elevation and dark on his social media. And I was sitting around, uh, I had already done our our watch list for the week. Uh, and I was like, I'm gonna watch more wrestling. I got time, I'm in a mood, I'm fired up. Let's watch wrestling. Uh, a so elevation. Uh, we got uh, Hobbs versus some guy named Danny Adams that looks like Tony Schiavone. Uh, he's wearing denim short jorts. Uh, <laughs> super weird. Even commentary mentions that he looks like Tony Schiavone. And okay, and I don't know if it was Taz. Some, or no. Schiavone's kid? No. Okay. But it's, I don't think it is. But it's like uh, Big Show and Mark Henry or whatever. And even at that point, I think Big Show is like, man, Schiavone got in good shape for this match. Like, Jesus. crazy. Uh, Hobbs uses the torture rack as a finish here. Okay. I, like uh, I was like, that's fucking awesome. That's really cool. Uh, then we got uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to watch this: Butcher and Blade versus Wheeler Yuta and Chucky e. T. Mm, okay. Uh, my biggest takeaway from this match, and I love all those guys in the match, was good. But both Big Show and Mark Henry do the commentary style on this show that Taz used to be victim of when he was in WWE. Um, they call out every botch, they call out everything they don't understand, and they bury it on commentary. And I hate that. Yeah. It takes away from the match. It's just like they constantly bury the product. If 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 a drop kick doesn't hit with both feet exactly, they go, well, he should have hit that drop kick better. Or, oh, he didn't connect with that one all the way. Or if they do a move and one guy slips out of it, he's like, oh, that wasn't supposed to happen that way. I wonder what they do now to make up for it. You know, like Ugh, they just suck. Yeah, no thanks. I, I'm not <laughs> interested in that at all. Mark Henry is lifeless on AEW. I don't understand. Whatever. Big Show is at least funny at times. But Taz used to do this too, and it's one of the reasons why I didn't like Taz on commentary back in the day. I think he did it in TNA, but WWE, was he in commentary in TNA? Yeah, he did for yeah. a bit, yeah. Um, he just had that style where he would call out, like Taz now was having fun singing songs. Taz then would call it every yeah, little batch. Yes. <laughs> uh, then there was the acclaimed and 2.0 versus Dark Order, which is I think the match King Cannon had tweeted about. That he's like, this is a ton of fun. Uh, and it really was. Uh, just a fun classic. Everybody gets their shit in eight man uh, with a bunch of guys I like just out there having fun. 
Uh, then they do the the full gear hype video, which is the Eddie Kingston saying "Phil, I am your karma." Did you see that video? Yeah, they played that, that at the end of weird. Evolution. Yeah, okay. I feel like it was. It just felt like too similar to the Miro stuff, like the lighting on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I liked it though. No, it was it was okay, but yeah. I'm just like, uh, this is yeah, just feels like Miro, but somebody else doing it. Yeah, somebody better doing well, it. But sure. All right, so that's that's Elevation. It's an hour. Pretty easy watch. I was doing other stuff, looking up, you know, whatever. Uh, on Tuesday, uh, I watched AEW Dark. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what the fuck? I got bit by the wrestling bug this week. Real quick. AEW Dark is still two hours, which is fucking bullshit. <laughs> oh, God, It's no. fucking trash garbage. So, little, so here's the thing. So, uh, the my work that I had scheduled for the last couple days uh, with the new business and everything, uh, got fucked up and a bit of a log jam, so they didn't get it to me. So I had a shit ton of free time this week. Okay. Uh, I can see so that. again, I saw people tweeting about Dark and how fun it is, and I enjoyed Elevation. Elevation was a fun show. It was just paced really well and like just guys having fun. Uh, no squash matches. Like everything was kind of competitive with people I like. Mm-hmm. Just just having fun, good time. Felt like an indie show kind of thing. So I was like, I'll watch Dark. We'll see what happens. Turn it on uh, from because or you know it was the. Or maybe this was Wednesday I watched it. I don't know, whatever. Because Dark doesn't debut till Tuesday night, right? Yeah. Uh, so maybe I watched NXT first. But who gives a shit? We'll talk about it because this is the way there. Um, I was like, two hours? Motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> that sucks. That's, That's so bad. bad. That they're, they're still pumping out six hours of wrestling a week. Uh, and this was less needed than Elevation. I think Elevation was fun. This is filled with squash matches that didn't really matter. But we get there. We got Dark Order versus Gun Club. Oh, you mean Billy Ass and the Ass Boys. Billy Ass and the Ass Boys. <laughs> uh, Billy Ass and the Ass Boys go over. Of course they do. Yeah. Super weird, especially with Dark Order involved and what they're involved with and everything. But whatever. Uh, these I watched even less. Uh, I was doing other stuff, but I had it on. I would look up. And then we got Rio versus Heidi Howitzer. Um, Heidi Howitzer, okay, uh, sort of a Mad Max looking gimmick. Yeah, I, I, I know she Yeah, is. uh, pretty much just a squash for, like, Rio wins, whatever. But it was cool to see, like, a cool look like that, uh, on the show. Uh, now I'm gonna talk about this next match. And this is easily, out of the wrestling that I watched that wasn't main shows, out of the indie shows, out of Dark and Dark Elevation, this is my favorite thing in the world. Okay. Brett... Do you know Too Fast, Too Fuego? Yeah. Okay. Have you watched Too Fast, Too Fuego? I mean, I know who it is. But have you watched one of the two Too Fast, Too Fuego matches? No. Uh, who you, you know who it is? Who is it? Yeah, it's Fuego del Sol. And Fuego 2. Yeah, Fuego 2. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is Too Fast, Too Fuego versus Aaron Solo and Nick Camarado. Uh, I loved this. Legit. Uh, this was hilarious. Um, I'll tell you some things about this match oh uh, that might shock you. Uh, I will tell you an interesting fact about about uh, Fuego del Sol and, Fre- and Fuego Dos. Uh, neither of them have tattoos. Yeah, neither of them. Neither I, there was I, there was not a tattoo in this match. Uh-huh. Um, Fuego Two did have like what looked like a bruise on his neck, but mm-hmm. it was like real. It was like almost flesh tone, but looked like a bruise there uh-huh. um so i don't know what that was yeah. and fuego wears the straps um and they do mention on the that he does have uh uh you can make out a d on his chest and an m 
Uh, but they said his dad's name is Dominic, so it's Dom for his dad. Um, but uh, at one point in the match, Fuego gets serious and drops the one strap but doesn't drop the other and then tries to do a move and it doesn't work and he puts the other strap back up to continue wrestling. Thought it was hilarious. Uh, Fuego del Sol hits the crossroads, which is an interesting thing to do in this match that Cody Rhodes isn't involved in at all. But I guess he trains with them. So um, this match was fucking fun. Uh, and at the end of the match, Taz said, too fast, too fuego, uh, for if you liked the ding-dongs, and there are shades of the Mulkey Brothers. God bless Taz forever. <laughs> How could you not be fucking Team Taz? Uh, God bless that this, man. So legit, uh, I will tell you this, and I know you may not believe me, and I may, like Joe may admonish me in the email, this was actually funny. Uh, Cody, it's obviously Cody, but he legit covers up the tattoos. He mm-hmm. puts makeup on to cover oh, up yeah. the tattoos. Uh, and he actually wrestles. He actually does a different wrestling style and actually works and isn't just trying to get himself over, over other people. He's actually wrestling and, and telling a story in a match that isn't like, I'm Cody Rhodes. I'm better than everyone. Is, is there your Nightmare Family show, tattoo showing through there? Yeah, okay. it is. Oh, it interesting. is. Uh, it's, I, I, also, I love this. I thought it was fucking hilarious. Uh, I think Cody did a really good – I'm sorry, Fuego Dos did a really funny job. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, then we got uh, – this name's going to throw you for a loop because it threw for me for a loop too. Luke Langley. <laughs> Not Luke Longley. Like fucking Luke Longley? Luke Langley. Luke Longley doing at AEW? And Coco Lane – Versus Sammy Hager. Uh, I legit, my brain melted for a second. And yeah. I'm like, oh, wait, Sammy and Hager. Yes, okay. but they call themselves Sammy Hager. It was a squash pay-per-view build for their street fight, whatever. Uh, then we got Best Friends, uh, which was uh, Wheeler, OC, and Chucky. Uh, versus Darian Bangston, Dave Vega, and uh, Camaro Jackson. What the fuck? I don't know. Like is this like a thing where you're like old school like fucking like making no. up names? And no, shit? this is real. Uh, Dave Vega's tights are like half almost at heel Eddie Guerrero tights and half completely just Jujan Thunder Liger gear, which is super weird. Of course, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Tad, they're talking about uh, Tiger Mask in this match, and they're talking about Satoru Sayama, and Taz says, "I don't care because I'm better than him." And Excalibur was like, what do you mean you're better than him? And Taz said, well, you never beat me. <laughs> See, again, again, I wouldn't. All right. From here on out, no fucking slander against Taz. He still anymore. looks like a potato. I don't give a fuck. No more. None. You're done. That's it. Chucky T I'm hits putting an, my foot down. Chucky T hits an awful waffle to finish this match, and it's a, it's the it's the awful waffle twenty one. It is a spike awful waffle. I like to hear. Uh, and he then tags in OC, who looks around and just pins the guy. Hilarious. Uh, then we got Dante Martin versus the heavy metal rebel. You guessed it, Frankie Kazarian. Oh, the elite hunter. Uh, wrong. Uh, his his entrance video said the heavy metal rebel. Yeah, he's the elite hunter. And they literally was introduced uh, by the ring announcer as you guessed it, Frankie Kazarian. Boy, this sounds like a rip roar and good time. Right. I have nothing else about that match. Then we got uh, this match is fucking crazy. Emi Sakura, Jamie Hayter, and Rebel versus Thunder Rosa, Ryo Mizunami. What the fuck? And Statlander. That is weird. Uh, I don't know of a better face tag team, maybe until Dynamite happened, of Thunder yeah. Rosa, Ryo Mizunami, mm-hmm. and Chris Statlander. 
Uh, this match was a ton of fun. Uh, all of them getting all the shit in. I really enjoyed this match. Then we got uh, Seidel and Moriarty versus 2.0. Okay. Uh, it was good. It's it, whatever. Uh, then we get Nyla Rose versus Tootie Lynn, the Nyla Squash. Then we got Andrade versus Warhorse. Uh, if Warhorse got a move in, he'd be lucky. I saw somebody on Twitter was just like, I enjoyed that way more than I did. Yeah, uh, Andrade <laughs> squashed the shit out of him. Then we got Starks and Hobbs versus Ten and Allen Angels. Uh, I'm fading at this point. This is a long fucking show. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking two hours with no breaks. Uh, then we get Ty, Ty Conti, Ty Conti versus a woman announced from Bad Street, Atlanta, GA. Oh, yeah. Wasn't it Gordy's kid? Miranda I Gordy. I saw that. I uh, saw the, the yeah. header for uh, it. It's a squash, uh, but legit announced from Bad Street. So like that's that. awesome. That's cool. Then we got Wardlow versus Ryan Mantell, also a squash. Uh, and you watched all of this. You didn't like fast forward. No, I was doing other Holy stuff, hell. but I was sitting on the couch with okay. it in my purview, flipping my phone, doing sure. whatever. Then we got Wardlow versus Ryan Mantell. I said that that was a squash. Then we got Darby Allen versus QT Marshall. Oh my uh, with God. QT Marshall saying that he has one best friend in the world, and that best friend is MJF, and he's going to beat up Darby Allen before that, whatever. Uh, you can imagine how that goes. And then I did not watch the rest of this match because I was like, I'm fucking done. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic Express versus the Hardy family office. Oh, God. I bounced. More on that later. I bounced. Ugh. But yeah, that's uh, wildly all the wrestling I watched other than uh, NXT. You want to talk NXT? Did you watch any NXT? <laughs> not, you didn't, did you? Not a single second. All right, cool. <laughs> so I let NXT fully record and I. Um, was like, I'm going to fast forward and I will stop if anything in that ring even remotely piques my interest. Uh, open up with I, – I don't even know what you open up with. I didn't write about the whole show again. Uh, Ky- Kaylee Ray beats Saray. So, like, they just don't give a shit about Saray anymore. Not because she's fucking Japanese. Right. Who cares? Uh, we get Raquel and Dakota with a little face-off in ring. Dude, what's this like Dakota like twitchy? She's twitchy. I told you that last week. Oh, she, she was that's so she was stupid. extra twitchy this oh, week. My God. Uh, and then I saw her one Instagram post. She's like, I have so many friends. Like quote in my head. Yeah, I'm just like Ugh. right. And then Cora Jade jumps Dakota at the end. So and then Raquel's like, she's mine. You can have her after or whatever. So who the fuck cares? Oh, uh, Cora Jade, according to Joe, supposed to spreadsheet. That's the skateboard. That's the right? skateboarder. She didn't have the skateboard okay. though. Then we got Grimes versus Ru Fang, who we saw last week. Ru Fang. <laughs> that you saw yes, last week. Yes, kickboxer guy. Uh, Ru Fang is actively a bad, actively bad. Uh, got mixed up applying an ad- abdominal stretch, uh, and sadly that was his only offense. He also eats one of the worst cavens I've seen because he was out of position. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, then uh, Grimes, Duke Hudson comes out to uh, – to confront Grimes about him taking all his money in the poker tournament last okay. week. And Grimes reveals that he, in fact, understands poker completely and Duke Hudson got hustled, even worsening the fact that Duke Hudson's professional poker player gimmick shouldn't happen because he getting smoked out at every point. Uh, Duke Hudson announces next week they're having a poker showdown match. They have not said what that's going to be. Oh, my God. Uh, Tony Ravioli shows up and interrupts an Indy Hartwell uh, interview backstage. I guess I saw her holding a fish, and he gives Indy a dead fish and to send a message to Dexter. Okay. Yeah, because he's Italian. Bada yeah. bing. Uh, 
Santos seems to be still missing, but we get Electra Lopez out with with the rest of Legato with two hundred five and live. Okay. Uh, Good to see they're still. There. And she tries to recruit Zion Quinn. I don't understand that the Samoan Ghost guy. Is he the gentleman guy? The the chivalrous yeah. guy. Yes. Okay. Um. So I don't know why she's trying to recruit him, but he he rebuffs her. Uh. Okay. But there is a little bit of a, like a love thing going on there. They do oh, like a little well. bit of a dance. So they, uh. They then the main event out. is Pete Dunn versus Carmelo Hayes. Uh, I didn't watch this, but I stopped at the end because Dunn wins. And I was like, oh, cool. Dunn's North American champion. Uh, no, it was non-title. And Carmelo only lost because Gargano was hiding under the ring dressed as a zombie. Uh, and he came out from under it's the ring. November. What are we still doing? He came out from the ring and like swiped Carmelo's leg as he bounced off the ropes, which caused him to stumble and bumble into the finish. Oh, my and, God. And win. Uh, and the commentary's like, that's not a zombie, that's Johnny Gargano. And they're, so they're still playing off of the Haunted House thing from, yeah. But I, 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 but I didn't watch the match otherwise. I can't wait till Kyle uh, Riley's out of there. Uh, NXT is really bad. Uh, this was what I was at least fast forwarding and going, I mean, I like these people. But they, I can't tell you a wrestling match that was any fucking good because I didn't watch. I, the ones I watched weren't any goddamn good. The one I watched, I watched one. <laughs> Jesus, man. Um, I literally watched Grimes versus Rufang. It's the only wrestling match I watched on this whole goddamn God show. God bless your soul. But that's going to slowly, it's going to get away even more and more. Ugh. But, all right. Well, you're not excited for NXT War Games, no, man? No, I don't even, I can't even think of five people they can put on a team, let alone two teams of five <laughs> like, people. It's funny, though, like the one dude who I was like interested with NXT 2.0, Braun Breaker. Yeah. He ain't even there. He's, He's over in Europe with the main He's roster. <laughs> the fuck are they going to put five people together? There's nobody. Is it going to be the way? They're all gone. It's just Gargano and, and Loomis right now. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Uh. Is it going to be like the oldies versus the new guys? Well, I know 2.0 is going to win, and then the old NXT is just dead yeah, forever. Kyle O'Reilly did cut a promo during this show without Von Wagner there, and he's like, we'll see what happens. Maybe I like him. I'm not sure. Maybe I'll go back to singles. Maybe I'll be a tag team. I guess we'll figure Maybe it out. Maybe I'll go to a whole other company. Right, and the reason why he's saying that is because legit nobody knows. Um, but yeah, Ugh. NXT was fucking bad. Ugh. But at least I didn't watch all of it. Like I, I, I honestly got so much more enjoyment out of watching Elevation. Uh, than I did uh, yeah, NXT I mean, I the last bunch that. of weeks. But that being said. Oh, just pure trash. <laughs> AEW Dynamite. Yes. Let's talk about it. Yes. The last piece of wrestling either one of us watched this week. Yeah. yeah the only piece the of wrestling you watched this week. Um, So it's official, baby. The best friends are in chaos. They are. So, that blew my mind. So bef- before the show, they released that, right? Yeah. Um, Rocky's wrestling. Has Orange Cassidy in his corner, and they do the little thing where uh, he says that Okada you know, wants him to join Chaos, and yeah. will they accept? Uh, and for me, the best part of this promo is when Chucky e. T said, I already am in yep, Chaos. I even have the towel. Yeah, right. And Rocky's like, why does it always have to be about you, <laughs> yeah, Chucky? <laughs> right. Because if you know, if you know, you know, yeah. Chucky e. T is a, Chuck e. T's yeah. an active member of, of him, Chaos. Him and his best friend, little Kazu. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, it'll be interesting for Okada to come back to the u.s if it is rumored as it is to happen and well, he's here now yeah well yeah but i mean it comes to come to aew um that he'll be interact automatically having to interact with chikara people because if you know the okada's history with chikara it's hilarious uh it is hilarious yeah and uh yeah that rumor mill is swirling right i'm there now. for it because ishii and okada in the states i'm gonna try to watch that new japan show yeah Probably watch it Sunday because I think it's on Saturday. Okay, so I'll 
try to watch it Sunday because yeah. it's like Ishii J. White. Yeah. Um, I forget who Okada. Oh, it's Okada and fucking Buddy Murphy. Oh, yeah. I saw them that's challenge Buddy Murphy. Banger. Yeah, that'll be cool. Um, But yeah, that's a lot of people. And Tony Khan talked about it today on the conference call. Yeah. He goes, our relationship with New Japan is the best it's ever been. Yeah. He goes, I think they've shown, like, they've seen, like, we've made some good gestures. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're wide open for there each you other go. now. So. Yeah. <laughs> Poor all Japan. Because, listen, New J- uh, the, the the word on the street about New Japan these days is, is that it's not good. Well, and, and listen, man, a lot of that has to do with the pandemic. It right. really does. Absolutely. It, it yeah. really halted I them think, heavy. Right, and their roster got slashed. It did. Um, so. And restrictions are kind of opening back up in Japan. Right. Instead of, like, the 14-day quarantine, right. it's down to three now. Yeah. Um, so, so it's, I think... Right. You're going to see shit open up a little right. bit. So I want, like I said, I want Daniel Bryan in the G1. Which will lead eventually to him and Taguchi becoming world champions in wrestling ending. Wrestling finished. And I want Orange Cassidy in the best of Super Juniors. See, I kind of want Orange Cassidy in World Tag League with him and Toru Yano. That they, one, are, they are in chaos. That's true. Or, let's do Orange Cassidy teaming with Tomohiro Ishii. Let's do it. Let's do it. Why <laughs> you not? Imagine that um, team. <laughs> they're fucking wild. But yeah, the let's go. Uh, team with Wheeler Yuta. Yes. Uh, but uh, you know, I think that that could could help help both companies. Uh, New Japan a little more can benefit from from allowing getting that bit of that roster to to sort of. Leave and uh, or not leave, but go from AEW, go over there on, on mini tours or be involved in, in something, uh, and can create some fresh matchups for New Japan to get back to, to what it was. I agree. Um, it'd be weird to, to lose a couple people, you know, because like OC's on every week. You know, I want Eddie Kingston to wrestle whoever he wants sure, over there at any, and I want him, Goto, everybody, him, Ishii. Uh, it'd be weird to pull him off AEW TV, but if they can figure it out and like I don't know the logistically with a live audience how that would work, but to show the New Japan matches they're involved in on Dynamite or something, or at least highlights of it to keep it in yeah. people's minds, um, you know, find a way to get it easier in people's hands in the U.S. Um, but there's there's a ton of fresh fights there that I would love to see. Would love it. Uh, and yeah, the opening of Dynamite was American yes. Dragon versus Rocky Romero. Because why not? Um, I'll tell you what, man. Rocky Romero looked awesome. Right. Rocky looked great. Uh, he turned the clock back a little bit. Yeah. And he looked uh, and outstanding. For, for those of you who don't know Rocky Romero, Rocky Romero, former Black Tiger, uh, lots of other things, and arguably one of the most powerful men in professional wrestling in the world. Sure is. <laughs> so interesting. He got a, he got a lot ta- of connections. Right, I ain't talking weightlifting. I'm talking. No, no. I'm talking. This dude is like the talent liaison for for New Japan. Uh, I'm sure he does booking. I'm sure he's he's super involved. He is a a great dude to have in your corner. Yeah. Uh, and the stuff with him saying Okada wants you know OC and them in chaos that has to pay off somewhere with either of those guys going over. And Trent and Chucky T were in New Japan and having really fun yeah. matches for a while. So yeah. uh, it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. Very interesting. Uh, but this was a great match, and I, I enjoyed the at the end of, of this. I was like, Daniel Bryan really is the best in the world. He, He's back to being the best professional yeah, wrestler. He on the really planet. is. Um, using the tequila sunrise as right. a finish. Yeah. I love that he's using any fucking yep. move as a finish right. at this point. That yeah. it's just—he's the best wrestler. Right. He I, just he, he, he is, is he, man. He he. I, Brian Danielson is the best wrestler in the fucking. He's world. the best wrestler in the world. I think. Uh, I, you know, I would be more than happy to default to you know in Kenny's height, in New Japan. It was Kenny. Um, there's I a agree. lot. There's a lot of great wrestlers out there you can you can swing anybody in and out but 
Brian's AEW run, which has only been a handful of matches, uh, they've all been great, and he is proving that he is and is still capable of being the best wrestler on the planet. In the words of John Moxley, uh, you're Brian fucking Daniels. Right. <laughs> Unbelievable talent. Yeah. Um, so happy to have him oh back, Oh, God. It's, it's just, and I'm super it puts excited. puts a smile on my face, right. man. I super love excited that for him, Miro. And I know yeah. last week on At Odds, I'll put Adam on the spot here a little bit. Adam was like, yeah, we've seen it before. I'm not that excited for it. And Joe was like, you you haven't seen it before. You're like, you've seen you've seen a version of this before, but this is a little you, different. You haven't seen this. Uh, and I'm super excited for this match because it's, it's, it's a proving ground for Miro. Miro's going to have to enter this match being like, well... Now's the time to to solidify that I'm a badass and I can do this. Miro, the son of God. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, that's going to be a really cool match. I'm yeah. very excited for that. Uh, the next thing I have, I, I I don't know if anything happened that I skipped over. Again, I try not to focus on the negative okay. anymore. Um, in that six-woman tag match. I'll focus on the negative. Uh, Tony Schiavone <laughs> talks to the inner circle. And Dan Lambert and his goons come out. Yeah. I, Did I, you I, watch this? Yeah, I Did saw you, So it. you watched just... Dan Lambert almost kill Chris Jericho? When? The power bomb? Oh yeah. That was scary. Yeah. That was Dan Lambert not having the upper body strength to hold well, yeah. Jericho. Right. <laughs> Clearly. Right. And Jericho, the bravest man. I wouldn't on trust the planet. him holding up Marco Stun. Right. The bravest man on the planet to take a top rope table bump from an untrained dude. Uh just to help try and drag this angle kicking and screaming fucking bumpies right off a table well absolutely usually there's a mirror on top of it um but uh uh, to to trying desperately to drag this program kicking and screaming into relevancy uh it's not working uh but we'll see what happens but uh, jericho's playing stroudsburg he's playing the sherman theater with fozzy I was actually thinking about it because it'd be fucking hilarious. No. We can wear a cool. We can wear, nuts? We wear matching AEW t shirts and sing Judas. No. Do you think he opens with Judas, closes with Judas, and mid on, on course with Judas? Does. Or it's all three? It's, it's the only song they play. Okay. I guarantee you they also probably cover like a Motley Crue song or something. Um, but, uh. Probably fucking Striper. But, well, listen, to hell with Satan's a good song. God damn it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I thought that table was scary. Uh, Jericho's a much braver man than I. All right. The six-woman six, six woman tag, Brit, Rebel, and Hater versus Rosa and, and TayJ. Uh, Which the, is weird because that makes me want to call her Tay Conte. But yes, it's but it's Ty Conte, but they changed the name to rhyme with, with Anna J. Uh, Thunder Rosa, Ty Conte, Anna J. The face, the, the biggest face team in all of, of AEW. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Uh, that Thunder Rosa is the most over in this whole match. Yes. Rosa, that crowd loves right. her. Even the commentary is like, yeah, I know Ty Conti and Britt Baker have a match, but we really want to see right. Thunder Rosa. Rosa has really good wrestling entrance music, so it gets the crowd pumped really quickly, and crowds react to that really well. Plus, she's uh, super hailing talented. from the graveyards of Tijuana. Right. So super, cool. And she's super talented. She's Again, awesome. Uh, overshadowed, way better wrestler than Britt, but Britt, that was her coming out party, and yeah. Rosa, I think, is still trying to make up for that a little bit. Um, that bump that Jamie Hayter takes off of the crossbody Rosa throws from Jamie the top turnbuckle to the outside. Jamie Hayter's getting a lot of love on Twitter today for like, she how should. good she is. She should. Yeah. She sells really good. Yep. Uh, she completely made over her look. Uh, I thought she looked fine before. Yeah, me too. Uh, but she looks really good now. I think she's going to be a breakout from that group. Uh, I know a lot of people talking like she can win the tournament and turn on Brit and uh, all that sort of shit. Yeah. But Thunder Rosa stands on the turn on the top corner and jumps from there to the outside, and 
Hater takes that bump so good and so safely yep. and so smoothly. I was like, holy fuck, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, to be strong enough to catch her and roll at the exact right moment to look fluid is insane. Uh, you watch guys every week, every other match on AEW and anywhere else not fucking catch oh, each that, other. That's it, a common theme. And I know this was a crossbody, so you kind of have to. But, man, this looks so fucking good. Yeah. Uh and then I loved Chicken Shit Brit Heel at the end. Oh, uh, it's nice. It's the way yeah. it works. You got to build that up. Uh, yeah. I don't think Ty beats her. No, I did like Ty yelling at the crowd, let's fucking go. Yes, I'd right. be happy. Absolutely. I enjoy cussing. Yeah. Uh, the next thing I have here is uh, the Max Caster rap about Jungle Boy. Yes. That was very good. Uh, they're, they're getting better. Uh, I still don't <laughs> love him, um, but he is certainly getting better. And I like seeing them put it like, Putting him on a bigger stage and making him rise to the occasion. Yeah. So the match itself with Bones and Jungle Boy, it was okay. It was good, yeah. Uh, my favorite thing, though, was Jim Ross. Mm-hmm. I guess they were like, Excalibur's talking about an upcoming show they have in Virginia. Yeah. Jim Ross goes, oh, Virginia, that's Tony Schiavone girlfriend night in Virginia. And Tony Schiavone just goes, the 80s are long gone, Jim. Shut up. <laughs> I missed that. That's it, man, I laughed so goddamn hard at that. Because uh, <laughs> really I love Tony Schiavone so much. Tony Schiavone laying pipe all over yep, Virginia. Yep, apparently he, the territory was hot, brother. There you go. Uh, but him just going, <laughs> the 80s are over, Jim. Shut up. That's hilarious. Uh, and then how about like during the commercial? Yeah. Did you see like uh, Anthony Bones getting into it with that fucking female fan? No. Oh yeah. Really? Mid match because he's in this yeah. match. Yeah, dude. She like like whatever happens on the outside, she gets up, she puts her middle finger right in his face. Oh really? He starts talking shit. She does it again. Yeah. Her boyfriend like tries to puff off. That douchebag Brock Lesnar guy fan is like there probably yeah. flexing and be like, "Where are people talking about me on Twitter?" Yeah. Uh, and then Max Castor comes over and just like starts fucking. Oh yeah. Security had to get involved. No shit. Oh yeah. Oh, man, I gotta go Dude, back and watch. So this. I saw the fight feed of it. Like, yeah. Somebody posted it. And <laughs> fucking Jim Ross is like, "All right, calm down, Missy." <laughs> and Shivani goes, "Sit down, lady." That's funny. because they don't want to get involved. Oh. So, yeah, I was like, what in the fuck is going on with that? I'll search that out. That's pretty cool. Um, And then uh, Bobby Fish beating up uh, Jungle Boy at the end. Yeah, I don't give a shit. And uh, I guess him being with the super Uh, Yeah, so that's there's a Hangman Omega hype video, which was cool after this. But then they do the super, super click backstage. Yeah. And, like, he didn't officially join, but, like, Cole tried to vouch for him. Yeah, Cole's vouching for him. Ah, man, I don't care. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, I I, kind of wish that they didn't, like, rehash it this quick. And that was, like, what I was saying before, like, Adam Cole, like... Like Adam Cole does great things in the ring. I like seeing Adam Cole, but I'm I, I don't need him right now. I, you know, he didn't have enough time away. I'm not a big Young Bucks fan, so I don't need a third Young Buck. Um, and then this part, I'm like, and they're like, "There's no dispute. This is our era." Yeah, I get it. Ha ha. Yeah. Um, but like, I was. Just, <laughs> I'm so glad you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I was just like, uh, yeah, I I don't need this. Yeah. And then with O'Reilly, and I guess they're they're just doing it to tease and jab at WWE because O'Reilly's going to be up. Yeah. Well, and you, like you know he's leaving. He he's, he's leaving. leaving. Absolutely. Um, you know, but uh, I don't need undisputed era involved at all. And you know maybe they can put 
O'Reilly and Fish back together and have them turn on Cole and feud with Cole and the Young Bucks. That could be a thing. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know. But Bobby Fish, and I, I, I've been on the record on the show saying that that he, uh, that that he was behind Cole, my second favorite member of Undisputed Era. And listen, we all make mistakes, and um, yeah, we do. You know, you just—I'm a big enough man to admit that I was wrong, uh, <laughs> and that watching more Bobby Fish, uh, Bobby Fish go fuck himself. Uh, not interested. So I don't think he's that he's interesting not, of a wrestler. He's not bad. I liked him because his I liked him because his style was different because he would do like a little the kickboxing stuff yeah. and whatever. Uh, but it's but it, then you watch Malachi Black and go, oh, he does it yeah, better. Super <laughs> super exposed. I'm out. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, next thing I have was yes. uh, the screaming match in the parking lot. The punk any pull apart. Yep. Oh, so you didn't watch Wheeler Uta Wardlow. I mean, what was there to watch? Nothing. Powerbomb four it's times. Fucking trash. Fuck do I care? Right. And then there was Jeff Hardy bullshit. It's trash. Uh, yeah. Punk any pull apart. Uh, interesting. Uh, I like it, man. I like that Ruby's there to like hold right. Kingston back. Right. That's cool. Uh, and Brock Anderson's there to hold CM yeah. Punk back. Sanjay yeah. Dutt is there to hold CM Dustin's Punk back. Dustin's there yeah, to Dustin's hold there. him back. Yeah. Like they have history, you right. know. Um, but I just like it. Like they're just fucking yeah. screaming. I love when Eddie like broke away and did his little sprint. Uh, yeah, thing. I, I love like, watching Eddie run because he ain't fast. Yeah, like that. I'm like, here's the dude that's running in sweatpants. Right. And it I, listen, fun. I'm the last. I, I the last dude I want chasing me down a fucking alleyway is Eddie Kingston. Yeah, because I'm gonna get fucking stabbed sure. if he's chasing me. Uh, but it was funny to watch him run because it's like no, don't quite. We're yeah. running in sweat, gray sweats and Tims. It's yeah. a little difficult. Like, I kind of wish there was more on the show about it, but at the same time, I'm like, no, this is fine. You don't need it. This There's gonna fine. be more on Rampage. Yes, you don't need it. That's why. I, that's yeah. why I like Rampage. Um, um, yeah, but. it's this was cool. Uh, you know, we'll see. See what happens, man. Yeah, um, uh, I liked to, just because you mentioned it really quick. Because I finished Mox's book this week, because uh, you just mentioned Dustin. I like that he gives the little shout out to Dustin in the book about how great Dustin is. Because yeah. we say it till forever, Dustin's way too fucking good uh, and better than most of the people on that roster. It, yeah, Dustin's a better wrestler than your favorite wrestler. So overall, you did like that book. I love that book. Yeah, good. Yeah, good man. Yeah, I'm, I liked I'm it. happy you liked it. I would say the back half dropped off a little, and sadly, I think everyone spoiled the best. WWE stories on Twitter before it came out. Yeah, like, I can you know, see that. Um, but I still really liked it. And he seems like a super relatable dude. He was very funny. Yeah. Um, Good. Yeah. I'm glad you so liked it was cool. It. Yeah. yeah I for thought sure. the book was awesome. I think he could probably write one or two more. <laughs> so. Yeah. You're, well, especially moving forward. Yeah. You know, so we'll see. But yeah. I, I did enjoy it. Good. I sat and like read, read half of it. Good. Uh, like Monday or whatever. Good. But. Um, Next thing I have here yeah. is the uh, tag match. Yep. The Rush, Leo Rush, Leo Dante and Dante Martin, Martin yeah. versus Matt Sidell and sure. Lee Moriarty. Yes. Um, whoa. Leo Rush. Yeah. Looked incredible. Right. Uh, so the opening of this match with Dante and Lee was fantastic. Yep. I agree with that too. And Crazy pace. Right. Yeah. Crazy pace. Uh, excited to see Lee Moriarty there. Uh, the commentary is getting over Tiger style because he loves Satoru Sayama, the original yeah. Tiger Mask. Like, well, when they like did the, like the indie standoff yeah. shit, I was looking. I go, "That's the future of AEW, right, right. there." Yeah, these two, right? Absolutely. Then people were saying that I saw on Twitter saying like, you know, in in five years and ten years, they're wrestling for the AEW title. Yeah, like that's just what it is. Um, I thought Rush looked really good. Uh, yeah. Dude can work. Not my favorite dude in the world, uh, but he can work. Uh, I, uh, I'll get. A dirty look from you for this. Uh, this match was really cool. 
and had a lot of really cool stuff in it. Too choreographed for me. I get it. It's just the style that I don't yeah, like. I get it. Uh, I don't fault anyone for liking it. I I had a lot of fun watching this. But when they do the thing that here's the thing that the quickest way to pull me out of a wrestling match is the choreographed kick ducks where they do the the oh, kick and duck under me and then kick and I'll duck under you. Yeah, and I get it, that. It's so hard to make it look smooth where there's no pause waiting for the other guy to kick because you don't want to kick off the dude's head by accident. Sure. That it, I mean, it's just not the kind of wrestling I like. And no matter who's doing it, it pulls me right out of I it. I think the difference why I like these guys doing it yeah. is because they know that, okay, this is how we wrestle. Right. Where you have guys like the Bucks who go, no, that's not all we do. Right. Where sure. these guys are like, no, this is what we do. Yeah. And super cool stuff. And I enjoyed watching this match. But at the end, I'm just like, it just ends up not being my style. Um, but there's a ton of cool shit in this match. And those dudes are definitely the future. And uh, it's interesting that both Dante and Seidel both have brothers with injuries that that have made them get these two di- yeah. different tag teams. So I cool. like I like Leo and Dante together. Yeah, I don't know. It just something yeah. about it just fits, man. Yeah, it works. I, I like Leo's now, kind of the mentor until and... the, he starts to push Dante down the heel route too much, and Dante turns on him and becomes a giant fucking baby face, and they work each other. Yeah. Um. Or, but yeah. Or Dante becomes a giant heel. Maybe. Let's fucking That's do it. Hard. Hard to be a heel. Uh, with like that type of offense. With that type yeah. of offense. Leo can do it because he's a motherfucker on the microphone. Yeah, that, that is true, man. Uh, Him on the mic, <laughs> he's sick. Um, Dante probably doesn't have those skills. With it too. Right. Yeah. Uh, Dante probably doesn't have those skills yet. So it's hard when you're that flashy to be a heel because people are going to cheer your big shit. Okay. I can, I can get down with but that. But this was cool. Again, it just yeah. know uh, you're in for a choreographed kind of match. Something else that was cool. Yes. Uh Pack versus Dax Harwood. Did you see they misspelled his name on the action yeah, figure Harwood. packaging? <laughs> yeah. Good. Well, well. so that was on a prototype, but then I guess some actually went out uh-huh. with that. And I laughed. He goes, well, it looks like I found my next career after wrestling. Right. Uh, so he also said a, a weird thing uh, the other day on Twitter. I think it was him. It might have been the other one. I don't fucking know. Um, but somebody asked him a question about something behind the scenes at, at, at AEW or something. And he said, uh, I can't tell you now, but I'll tell you in a year and a half. Yeah, he's working. That's you think all. so? Yeah. You think he's working? He, that they're he's gonna go come somewhere out like said, like yeah, like my Twitter's a work. Okay, you know? well that's like, good. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, what a carny dork, but okay, I get it. Uh, uh, but let's talk about this match. I thought this match was great. Yeah, dude, this uh, blew me away. Tag wrestlers uh, as focused tag wrestlers as FTR are often struggle a bit in the old singles sure, match. Absolutely. Which is sort of like the Tony Khan story with punishing Anthony Bowens right now. And he's been holding his own. He's been impressive. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, because, you know, you know you're a tag wrestler, not a singles wrestler. Uh, old old Daxie. Daxie's Midnight Runners here. Really, uh, he, he held his own. Dude, I, when you were watching this and you texted me, and you're yeah. like, where did the blood come from? I don't yeah. see it on the faces. So the blood was from Dax's chest from getting right. shot by so, Pack, uh, and there was blood on Dax's hand from hitting Pack too hard. Right <laughs> after I text you, you answered me that they zoomed in and I saw the slice on his chest. <laughs> yeah. Like I, for the life of me, I couldn't tell because I was like, "There's blood on his yep. face. Where's it coming from?" That's what yeah, getting his ass chopped. Crazy. Uh, uh, that, uh, the 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 sheer drop brainbuster. Oh, man. fucking uh, gross! Fucking gross! Insane. The avalanche sheer drop brainbuster yep. was absolutely yeah. awesome. Bra- that's a brain buster. Uh, yeah. Dax hitting that like uh, slingshot Liger bomb mm-hmm. too, right? Killed Pack yeah. with it. I enjoyed the fuck out of this, right? And I love I love the finish because 
Dax has the shoulder taped up. Yeah. Commentary's talking about it. Quick he's, got a, he's got a match coming up. He's they're wrestling AAA. They're doing the 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 thing on the pay per view. Like they don't, you know. He's like, I don't. He doesn't want to get fucked up before that. And Pax's job here is to fuck him up yeah. before that. Yeah. And the tap is immediate because he knows if he lets it sink it in, he yeah. ain't gonna let go, and he's gonna tear his shoulder. Yeah. And little shit like that makes wrestling so good. It matters. Uh, that shit matters. The little stuff matters. And I, I thought this was really good. I, you know, again, we say it, you say it all the time. We say it all the time. Uh, FTR uh, would be so much better if we didn't have to hear them talk <laughs> or run their shitty gimmicks because in the ring they deliver. They really do. They do. They like. They do. There's not many that are better than those dudes. To be not, honest, like, and, like there's ta- just not. tag wrestling wise, they they are old school fun tag team wrestling. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And he's he. This was a hell of a a singles match. I don't know if either of them have a singles run. Maybe the other guy. The other guy's got a little bit more of a marketable look. Uh, yeah. Dax is just looks like the, you know the a shit kicker like you know yeah. kind of thing. But uh, so it was, and and the other one whose name I don't not fucking know his name. Okay. Plywood. Um, I, he's the one I like because when he knocked out that right, guy for breakfast. But he, I think, has a little bit more charisma and ability to talk over Dax. Dax just comes off as a douche. Okay, uh, but uh, this was really good. I enjoyed this a lot. Yeah. Um, I did like um, – oh, it was this week when it got announced. Xavier Woods was mm-hmm. on Twitter and he goes – uh, I used to see this match all the time at FCW, okay. like or NXT with these two. He goes, "You're in for a treat." Yeah, sure enough. Yeah, right. it was awesome. Absolutely. Uh, and then yeah, the the contract signing. Well, so there was the schmas after the pack Harwood match. Oh, uh, yeah, because what didn't fucking dick sh- dick shit Matt Hardy get involved? Was that after this? I guess because the it? best friends ran out, right? Or was this a different something else? I don't know. Um, oh, no, 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 no. This, this is, is where Malachi... Malachi yeah, and, and Andrade, Andrade. The lights go out. See, look, I try not to focus on the negative. I didn't even bring up how sick I am of the Hardys. Right. Again. Um, yeah, I don't want to talk about Matt Hardy yeah. at all. Um, no, I thought afterwards, my thought was, uh, look at this. This is a hot pro wrestling program that Cody's involved in. Yeah. This could be the best thing Cody ever does. Be, or at least has done yet there. Because one, he can ride the coattails. Him, Dustin's gonna be him. Dustin was really good. Not not match wise. I'm saying like I'm saying angle angle wise, like the crowd involvement wise. Yeah. Like as much as the crowd loves as much as the crowd loves to boo him, uh, he's he's gonna be liked in this one, and he's surrounding himself with the best fucking people. Yeah. And I was like, I'm excited for this program now, and I wasn't in the beginning, but this this match, I was I was amped up at this match, and then they showed up at the end, and I was like, all right, let's go, let's do this shit. Uh, and they had contract signing. I saw people online complain that they're ending with a contract signing. Like, who fucking cares? It's, you know, it's. I think WWE has taught us that, that it's a bad thing, uh, having a contract signing on a show. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, what else are you going to do with these guys? Because as I've been saying for weeks, they can't fucking touch. No. Um, I, I like, um, you know, the little... Jabs from Hangman about, mm-hmm. you know, oh, this isn't the first time you've been a part of another tag team and been overshadowed. And you didn't measure up. I was yep. like, don't you fucking mention my uh, my man Nabushi like that. If he ain't coming, then I'm not. He's still hurt, right? I don't know, honestly. Yeah. Um, but I was like, dude, if you're going to bring up Ibushi. Right. God, could you imagine if you get Bushi and Kenny in AEW? Be crazy. Um, but yeah, like even, uh, I thought Omega was really good here too. Yeah. Uh, Omega dropped a dumb voice. 
Yeah, I saw people saying he that. He just yeah. sort of talked like Omega, and I like the the dumb voice and the character that Omega plays bothers the shit out of me. Uh, Omega, much like the Young Bucks, uh, Omega's better, obviously not or not as bad, um, but like when he does his his heel character tends to just be a dude who thinks he's great uh and i'm like nah it's not enough and like that's what the young bucks live like the haha we're better than you because we make more money than you so shut the fuck up yeah or um and kenny's like weird voice and stuff doesn't always do it for me but here i thought he was really good i thought he played a convincing heel yeah I, um I, yeah, and I sort of it brought good. it right back around to where they were all those months ago yeah yeah, I, I, I liked enjoyed it. it, man. Yeah, and I, I knew – so I had thought that somebody was coming up out of the table because the table looked like over-wrapped mm, for okay. me. And I was like, somebody's going to be in that table because they went they went out of their way to show you everyone leaving. Um, yeah. But they, but they left it small enough on the screen so you couldn't quite tell everyone. Didn't and think we were going to get the Don Callis shit. No. So <laughs> the cameraman crossed over like halfway through this. He crossed in front of the other camera and I was like – that's weird. They don't I, – I didn't think it of anything. I was just like, they don't do that. That's a weird production issue that they caught this camera. Yeah. Because they don't uh, – they're pretty solid on their on their production like that. Uh, and then I was like, but somebody's coming out of that table. We didn't, I didn't get the good look. But somebody somebody who we don't think, there's going to be somebody in that table. Yeah. Uh, and that's just what they're going to do. And I was like, but how would they do that in front of the fans without them seeing it? Because you'd have to lift it up over sure. the ropes. Like, how do you – I mean, they, they figured out. It's pro wrestling. They know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Not the first person to come out of a fucking box. Um, and then the cameraman crossed over for the second time. And I was like, there he is. Good old Don. I didn't know it was Don. He cracked him with that fucking camera. He certainly did, uh, wearing his uh, Sinister Mr. James Mitchell uh, face gear, the mustache and goatee, even though he had a mask on, which is hilarious. Uh, It was good, though. It didn't look like Don. I'm sure they tricked a bunch of people. I love when it happened that Kenny immediately became an asshole. Yeah, right. Perfect. Right. Signed the contract of Hangman's blood. Right. That was cool. Perfect finish. Yep, absolutely. That's all I needed. Uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, I don't know if they'll do anything more other than a hype video with these guys at Rampage. No, nah, they don't need anything I, else. That's all you needed. We don't, we don't need anything um, else. Uh, you know, they have a couple other things they can build a little harder at Rampage. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they do any like something Eddie Punk like recap or something, sure. um, or just little individual promos. They don't need to though, so they might want to focus more on some other stuff. Yeah, because it's pretty like beefy pay per view. Yeah, it's going to um, be good, man. You know, like, we haven't really seen Brit and Ty cut promos back and forth at each other a ton. I think there's a reason for that. Sure, but you'd still <laughs> probably want to do it. I mean, it. Britt's been cutting little promos against Ty. Yeah. yeah like, oh, you want to show your ass or whatever. Right. Yeah, like, you think, you know. there's maybe they do something more to hype it. But it's not, it's not like it's a blood feud. It's just the next no. contender kind of thing. But, uh, but yeah, we'll see. But this was a good AEW show. Yeah, fucking they, was. They, I, I think it, in the man. past they've had... A difficult time with their go home shows. I think when and they were running head to head against NXT, we had more sort of the the two weeks before the show were much better than the week before, where they would because they would relegate the week the go home show to just video packages sure. and promos. And I think this was much better, and this had a lot of cool stuff on it. The wrestling was awesome. Yeah, on this show. except for Wheeler Yuta getting fucking squashed by well, Wardlow for no reason. What's care, Wardlow doing that he has to have a match though? That that was my confusion. What's he doing? I there? don't know. All I know is like MJF tweeted out afterwards. He's like, "Oh, heard you had a good match, Wardlow. Like, yeah. good job, bud." Like to be like, I think it's try to plant a seed there more. Like, I'm not even paying attention to this guy's matches. You know, right. 
Um, but matches that you and I paid attention to. Yes. Let's do it. From partner. Uh, our, our topic was ECW. Yes. November to remember since it is the month of November. Yes. So the first match that I watched. Mm-hmm. Um, what year was it from? I'm trying to remember it off the top of my head. The tag match? Yeah, it was Nin- like 96. Okay, 96. RVD and Sabu versus the Eliminators. I have so many notes about this match. Good. Um, my main takeaway from it was uh, I fucking love ECW. Yes. And God damn do I wish the Eliminators had a run in a main fed. Yeah. Holy I, I was huge shit. into the Eliminators. Uh, when they were existed, so I loved Saturn when he joined Raven's Flock. Loved yeah. Saturn. I love using Saturn in the Nintendo sixty four video games. Yeah. Uh, the Rings of Saturn. I I, I once shoot put uh, a friend of mine in the Rings of Saturn. Yeah. Uh, a big Saturn fan. Love the Eliminators. Uh, here's my notes. You ready? I'm gonna run it down for you on this whole match. Okay. The Eliminators are built from the combat zone. Love it. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh. Saturn and Sabu look like a cool tag team in this match because they're both wearing purple and white. They are. Cronus is wearing purple and black. And I was like, fuck you, Sabu looks better as your tag partner here. Also, this is maybe RVD's ugliest gear I've ever yes. seen. Uh, it's trash. Perry Saturn is very talented and also very much a madman. Yep. Uh, that's, that's obvious. Saturn <laughs> is the best worker in this match based yep. on ba- if you balance work rate plus insanity divided by poor decision making. Yep. Perry Saturn's the best wrestler in this match. He does some dumb fucking shit. Yeah, and it's great. And it's great. <laughs> um, uh, Cronus hits the backspring dive over the fucking ropes sure for does. a. I need a big boy. That's not a small yeah. gentleman. Well, he, this was Cronus after he dropped some weight right. too. Uh, then we get uh, as as Joe uh, tipped us off to. This is the origin of the he's biting him when they're calling spots, uh-huh. uh, which is hilarious uh, as they wait for RBD to hit his dive. Uh, Sabu. Hits the tornado DDT to the table outside. But oh, you mean where he just goes knees first through the table? Right, he goes knees first through the table. But what I admire about this spot was that Saturn sells under the ring, yeah, so, so he, he can so he can run the razor yeah, and comes out bleeding. Get a little juice, right? Uh, shocked there was a time limit draw. Then fucking Todd Gordon got in the ring. Five more minutes. Uh, the Doomsday Device leg drop that Sabu does on the onto Saturn is was disgusting. Yep. I don't understand the physics of it, but it <laughs> happened. Uh, Saturn salt looks like dog shit. Uh, Saturn has one of the worst moon salts I've ever seen. It's it's worse. Uh, Terry Funk has an excuse. <laughs> Terry Funk yeah. also yeah, Terry, Terry Funk, Funk also invented the moon salt. I just want everyone to understand that. Uh, we get we get the <laughs> a first extra five minutes was chaos. It was just finishers. Everybody just hit their finish. Uh, then we get like another five minutes. I did all right. Also, we didn't need the extra five minutes. No, I don't think we did. Didn't need it. No, There's especially because no it goes to a draw yeah. anyway. You don't need it. I wonder if that was more like the fans are really into this. We don't cut it off now, or if that was the plan the whole time. I it was just the plan the whole time. Uh, but uh, this is a good match. If somebody said like, explain ECW to me. Yeah. Here you good go. Match. Here you go. Yeah. Uh, it, there's bad decision making. It's insane. There's also some good wrestling. Uh, there's also some nuts wrestling. It doesn't quite work. This just mostly with me, Sabu. Well, yeah, because that's just what Sabu did. This just made me want to go watch more Eliminators. Right, and then I, I, it also made me want to watch the Gangsta Uh So the fucked up thing about this is, if you went through the rest of the show, I don't know if you did. No. The the three way tag match was one match later. <laughs> Was it really? In 15 minutes in between. 
That's fucking insane. What are you doing? It is a singles match and then that fucking oh match. Oh, my God. Like, see, like, man, I don't know. If I'm in that crowd, I'd be like, I'd for me anyway, I'd yeah. be like, oh, I just saw these guys wrestle for like 25 minutes. Right. right. Uh, but, yeah, it's 15 minutes later. Ugh. Fucking nuts for the conditioning. Though It's short, though. It goes eight minutes and it's just New Jack beating them with, with shit. As it should be. As it, exactly. Of course. As it should be. It's, and I also went to listen to that uh, Eliminators theme song. Yeah, the Eliminators were cool awesome, man. I was a big Eliminators fan for sure. Total Elimination. <laughs> oh, so and good. And the Total Elimination is such a cool fan, tag team finish. It's my favorite. Dude, I, Nobody does it anymore. One of my favorite tricks I have is my I like that. Shirt. I like that Saturn hit it, hit half of it by himself in yeah. this match, too. It was I hilarious. I wore my goddamn Eliminator shirt on Saturday. There you go. And I was like, who wants to talk to me about Total Elimination? Anybody? <laughs> Anybody. Please, someone talk to me. Um, so the second one that we watched. Yes. From ECW November to November 1999 for the ECW world title, uh, the champion Mike Awesome, the challenger Masato Tanaka. Yes. Listen, these two in the ring is pure goddamn gold. Agreed. So <laughs> every single yeah. time. Did you watch the promos beforehand? Was it when uh, he was getting pumped in the back? Yeah. Uh, yeah. With Tanaka's yeah, with John, on the John, treadmill and then Judge yeah, Jeff Jones randomly on Treadmill in his gear. Yeah. I love Tanaka. Whatever. Uh, and then they don't let Mike Awesome talk. Uh, where they let Judge Jeff Jones do it for him. Uh, and then there was the weird Louis Dangerously thing. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. Where people think it's Paulie. Yeah. Super weird. So did you watch the beginning of the promo for this show? No. Okay, well, this is where like Taz was kind of a heel again. Okay. It came out threatening to beat up Joey Styles mm. and shit, and then he chokes out Joel Gertner, and then he just shakes Cyrus's hand. Weird. It's weird. Um, okay. Weird time in ECW. Yeah. Um, yeah, 99. It's a weird it's, time. It's rounding the corner to the bottom of the hill here. Like, and even on commentary, so during Awesome and Tanaka, they're like, yeah, a lot of people might not know Mike Awesome. Yeah. I mean, he's our world champ, but you might not know him. Right. I'm like, guys, what are we doing here? Yeah. Come on. Um... So Mike Awesome comes out to, to the zoo by the Scorpions. Is that that song? Well, yeah, he comes out to the zoo. Yeah, but then he had remember his actual theme song. Yeah, from Harry Slash and the Slash. Yeah, Tones? from Harry Slash and the Slash. Yeah. Yes, but uh, so, six foot six, three hundred pounds. Yeah, so that was really weird. <laughs> it was um, cool. All right, so as with any Masato Tanaka Mike Awesome match through the years, uh, chair shots and lots of them. Chair shots, chair uh, shots, power uh, bombs, not. Insane table bumps. Right. Not <laughs> selling the chair shots. Yeah, How Masato Tanaka uh, is still active, let alone, uh, well, still walking, let alone active like he is. Dude, anytime he gets hit with a chair shot and just like does that squat yep. down there like that scream fire, uh-huh. I scream. Yeah, oh, fucking crazy. Uh, the sit out awesome bomb off the apron through a table. That like lacerates Mike Awesome's butt. Got a bloody butt cheek. It was. It looked like it almost sliced it straight off. <laughs> uh, Tanaka is pretty much unkillable. Yeah, he is a madman. When he hits the dang and elbow, yeah. uh, into the chair. Yep. I love too that they were like, "Oh, he has three main finishers. Uh-huh. If he hits all three. There's no way Awesome's gonna right. kick out. Right. And he didn't get to all three. Yeah. Right. Uh, Diamond Dust though, which people yep. need to tornado steal. DDT right. and the the, and and the, the roaring elbow. elbow. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, just uh, Tanaga is unkillable uh, and like unsettling to see the amount of of chair shots now looking back. But he seems to be okay. Yeah. Dude, when Awesome hits those, Mike like, Awesome's like the, not. Hey, come on. Be nice. No, he's dead. Well, well yeah, man. We guy. all know. 
Uh, when he hits that dive over the top rope yeah. onto Tanaka, mm-hmm. I'm like, a man that is that big shouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. Right. God damn. Uh, he is super agile for his size, and uh, it's just a beating. And then, oh, like, it's, so good, it's a though. beating, and, like, Tanaka does the fighting spirit at the very end where he doesn't sell just to get murdered. Yeah, like, when he gets German suplex, just pops up. Oh, and he's just straight murdered. Fires me straight up, Straight fucking murdered. Uh, if you've never seen these guys wrestle each other, go seek it out. Yeah. They they had a bunch of matches in ECW yeah. and beyond. And uh, it's fucking crazy. Mike Awesome is a monster. Like, I like uh, how Joey Styles is just like, yeah, he's Mike Awesome here. You know, he used to be known as the Gladiator yeah. in FMW. <laughs> if Mike Awesome didn't look like a baby's head on a giant's body uh, and had the ability to talk, he would have been... A, a megastar. I have the ability to talk. He just would curse a lot. That's well, not... that's true. If he can control it. Uh, like, I, you know, I again, WCW does stuff with him later, and it's... That's a way to define his run in WCW. Yes. Stuff. Um, does stuff with him later. Um, but he... Uh, uh, yeah. I'll not, forever love Mike Awesome. Mike Awesome is I awesome. Just, I don't know why. Uh, I just love him. Because he's a lunatic. Yeah. Um, yeah. But... Uh, He's so good. Yeah, could have could have been the you know the the Sid Vicious of the of the two thousands oh, so if handled correctly. But um, the last match we watched from November to yes. November ninety five. Yes, 95. Mexican Death Match, <clears throat> Psychosis versus Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Uh, let me just interrupt really quick. Rest in peace, Judy Bagwell. Sorry. Okay. She's, okay. On, she's on a pole in heaven. Jesus Christ. Um, this match. Uh, eh. yeah. You know what? Uh, too so, many goddamn three counts yeah, so fast. So, that so I just, that's, it took me out. Right. Of it. So that's that's not my note. Um, that was fine. Uh, the the Mexican death match meaning you get the pin for three. You sure. have a ten count to answer the bell. Interrupts the flow of this match like, every time it happens because it happens so right. much. Every time it happens, the match is like, interrupted. I look at like Vader Cactus Jack from Halloween Havoc '93. Right. It only happened like once or twice right. during the match. Yeah. Um, Ray Ray comes out. So I listen, watch the ECW proper versions. Yeah. Ray Ray comes out to Metallica. Sad but true. That's hilarious. Uh, Joe Gertner's the ring announcer. Yeah, Psychosis just, looked like a badass with that right. leather jacket. Yeah. ECW shirt. Right, though. Psychosis looked cool. awesome. It's the cool white Psychosis gear. Yeah, uh, both these guys just about ready to jump to WCW, <laughs> get stolen, whatever. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Ray gets that first fall so fast, and I was like, okay, yeah, it's uh, just too quick. Yeah. And I think I wonder if the crowd was like. Uh, uh, what? Right. And I don't know how well they explain the rules. Yeah. That there was an a standing a three count, then the standing ten. Super weird. Um it uh this is like I will say after this match and after ECW sort of Lucha Libre guys in ECW that Lucha Libre in the United States hit the fucking gas pedal and sure. did not let up. Absolutely. Uh Paulie is responsible for, for putting this stuff in American audiences for WCW to come and get them. Uh Ray botches that guardrail spot. Yeah. Which is it's what happens. Ray's sure. 20 years old here. Um, Psychosis has an all-timer worst moonsault. It was real this bad. moonsault fucking sucks. Real bad. Uh, but yeah, um, I uh, I liked it, but... Uh, and this was the number one ranked match. I well, think it's from the highest ranked November to remember. November to so, remember match, yeah. right. 
Uh, you people are crazy. Um, <laughs> Cage match. Yeah, you're fucking nuts. Uh, but we knew that. We use you because you're easy, not because you're right. Um, but yeah, the 10 counts really interrupt the flow. Yeah, uh, and then we get so. Jason, the sexiest man oh, alive, like, confronting Rey Mysterio. Greaseball scumbag yeah. looking motherfucker. Uh, and he, he, he gets worse later on when he, he then does. Because he, he slicks his hair back and doesn't wear a shirt. Well, here though, it's like crazy mullet. Yes. Suit with no shirt underneath yeah, the suit Yeah, trying to look a little bit like Miami Vice Which in Which I feel like, I feel like Doug could pull that off. Probably. Doug, do that. Yeah. Uh, and then... The Eliminators come in and beat up Ray yeah. for refusing Jason. Yeah, and it's like fat Cronus. And the, yeah, <laughs> and then super fucking excited that Ray's backup for whatever reason is nine one one. Yeah, and nine one one comes out and Ray like stands on his fucking shoulders. Yep. Oh, and I was like, great. this is fucking awesome. Yeah, because like, I agree. Nine one one. Uh, say what you want about him. Most of it would be he can't fucking wrestle. Yeah. But nine one one job. Nine one one was fucking over. Yeah, he just comes out chokeslams, motherfucker. Right. He what was do you want? fucking over. And nine one one's a cool fucking name for a yeah. wrestler, man. It's awesome. The shirt was nine. The right. shirt said nine one one. Nine one one's cool. It came out man. like the like. 90s mom jeans. Yeah, right. I love the greasy fucking, mullet. Yeah. The curly mullet. Sweet fucking handlebar mustache. Right, yeah. Uh, I'm a, frilly leather vest. <laughs> I'm a big nine. What more do you dude. want? <laughs> nine one was fucking awesome, man. Uh, and you hear like Paulie yell, nah, you know, not that he did it here, but yeah. just in the history of yelling oh, yeah. 911. Uh, God bless you, 911. Is he dead? Uh, no, he's, didn't he just work a show not long ago? Did he? Hold on. Okay. Now, great, great podcast content here, ECW. especially when we're over two hours. Yeah, well, nine one one wrestler. No, he's alive. No, he's like sixty four years old. Yeah, I All swear right. to God, he just did something not yeah. long ago. Oh man, when you Google the first thing that comes up, whatever happened to nine one one, and it's Ray on his fucking shoulders. That's cool. Yeah. Fuck Good yeah, for you, nine one one. Oh wow! ECW's nine one one debuts in WCW as Tombstone. Tombstone. Yeah, he's Tombstone. You I remember that? About that. Yeah, Tombstone. Wow. Yep. That's cool. Yeah, nine one one rules. Um, but yeah, man, that's uh, what we watched for November to remember. Yeah, it is. Um, I I like the matches. Like I said, the Ray Psychosis one didn't really do much for me. Yeah. So what, but, what, what would you what would your ranking be for these three? Uh Tanaka, awesome. That's your number one. Yeah. Okay. Dude, those matches, like I just, I hold them in such high yeah. regard. Okay, there, dude. There was one time years ago, me and this other guy uh, at a party once. Like, we, what other guy? Yeah, <laughs> we we literally like people were What's like, his name? like being crazy or whatever. Like, yo, let's yeah. just go watch Mike Awesome Tanaka matches in the other room. Yeah, which you know probably means why I'm, you know, right, whatever. But uh, I would rank the tag match my number one. Okay, uh, and I, that's fine because it's just bad decision making. Yeah, uh, I love I love Tanaka. Awesome. Uh, I one day we'll have to visit the feud and rank the matches that they've had there and see if this <sighs> ends up being the I'm best. All about that. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I love the tag match first. Uh, and again, I've said it before, tag. I, I like tag wrestling overall. Sure, but um. Yeah, it, it's one A, one B, but that just the, the Perry Saturn made some boneheaded fucking decisions in that tag match, and it fills me with a bunch of joy. Uh, but yeah, the the Ray Psychosis, like they did cool shit in it. They did the the, the crow's nest like Rana yeah, is super well, like, iconic. The ending was awesome. Right. The, but the, the rest, right, was too far away to get back to the ring. Yeah, but yeah, I just not. I've seen those two have better matches. Yeah, right in ECW. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, not uh, in weird gimmick, but whatever. 
Uh, but yeah, those those are fun. Cool, and, man. And two R's, buddy. November to remembers. Yeah. Well, we're not going to watch anything next week. No. Because, you know, pay-per-view. pay-per-view. It's a four-hour pay-per-view. Yes. So. going to have four hours of wrestling plus whatever I end up fucking watching. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Well, I want to try to get that New Japan show in, too. So. Yeah. We just decided, listen, we'll fucking take a break this week. Right. It's just, that. it's pay-per-views used to do it that way a little easier. Yeah. Um, so we don't have. Yeah. Well. To, uh, we're adding four hours of wrestling. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, did you buy anything this week? No. Me neither. Collapsible segment. All right. Get the plugs. <laughs> uh, uh, well, thank you for listening, everybody. This is this has been We Need Wrestling. Uh, you can find us at We, we Need Wrestling on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. We Need Wrestling dot com. Uh, we're available anywhere you can get a podcast: Apple, Spotify, Podbean, uh, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, whatever. Find it. Uh, we're a member of the soon to be named network at STBN Network on Twitter, soon to be named network.com, soon to be named network.tumblr.com. Uh, you can find a bunch of other shows there, not jo- not just our stuff. Uh, you can find uh, At Oz with Wrestling with Joe and Adam, uh, Longbox Heroes with Joe and Todd, uh, Puzzle Warrior 3 with the, I'm assuming, three people who host that show. <laughs> um, I hope so. Now. Porch Talk with Todd and Adam. Uh, our other show, Wings on Wings, uh, where we, uh, if you're listening to this before next Tuesday, uh, the most recent episode, we ate uh, Megan the Stallion Popeye's hottie sauce. We sure did. Uh, and also did Bean Boozled. Oh, Jesus. The hot Bean Boozled beforehand. Uh, so you can check that out. Um, and uh, we, uh, what else is on there? I think I'll hit my music with Dave Cannon. So he put up a new uh, episode. He did uh, Final Wrestling Place. Uh, listen to two best friends, my, my boys, uh, uh, hype each other up. Uh, so check all that out on the soon renamed network. Uh, email the show at we need wrestling at gmail.com if you uh, want to yell at us for anything we said, dude. I will, man, or you want sweet, sweet dump Matsumoto information. Uh, as, as you've been trying, Tim has been trying to give me the MPS 5 too. Yeah. Try it every week, man. Hard, man. My guy sends it over, and I'm yeah. just like, man, here it's gonna be time, but you know what. The fight rage is on. That's right. <laughs> you, you'll enjoy it more when you get it. What if I get it? I'm just like, nah. Yeah, right. Uh, we'll all come to your house and give you a fucking uh, present. Pillow party. Give me a present. Yes, a present. <laughs> um, but uh, check all that out. Tons of great content. And uh, we'll be back next week with uh, more wrestling and news and covering the entire pay-per-view. And uh, tune in next week to see how much of NXT we cover. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Ain't gonna be much. Zero. Ain't gonna be much. Goodbye. You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network. The Lamborghini of podcast networks. Now you're off, nerds.